This is the Three Bam Podcast. You can do the intro if you want. This is the Three Bam Podcast. Interrupted. Oh, do it again. Sorry. This is three beers and a mic. Estamos haciendo el Tres Bam Podcast. This is Three Bam Podcast. This is Three Bam Podcast. This is the Three Bam Podcast. This is the Three Bam Podcast. Three Bam Podcast. Three Bam Podcast. This is the Three Bam Podcast. This is the Three Beers and a Mic. Welcome back, everybody, to the Three Beers and a Mic podcast. We are coming at you on Tuesday, random day in July. It's hot. It's muggy. I'm tired. But we're here, and I'm stoked because we got a really awesome episode for you all this week. Uh, As always, please follow us on Cross the Streams Media. Uh, There we talked about this numerous times. There you can find a whole bunch of podcasts that have partnered with us. Uh, We've got um, the Dan Aykroyd podcast, uh, the Dorksman, Movie Gap, uh, Front Row Negative, a bunch of really awesome podcasts to go and check out, listen to something new, and uh, burn appetite as well. (laughs) I always forget that one. Uh, Sorry, Bernie. And uh, listen to something new, something you haven't uh, heard before, and uh, just check us out. We really appreciate the support. As always, we got Dwayne. Say what's up. What's up? We got Bernie. Say what's up. I truly appreciate your support, Rami, by forgetting the other podcast that always forget two thirds of us are on. Look, look, man, I don't know. It's a theme. I'll get better. It's not like Dwayne's wearing a uh, flamboyantly orange (laughs) burn up a teacher right now. Um, And then uh, Adam couldn't be with us this week, unfortunately. We miss you, buddy. But we have a special guest host um, from his uh, highly acclaimed Three Beers and an MCU podcast. Uh, we got, I guess, his first time on Three Beers and a Mic. Second. Second time. Second. Okay. We got Skay. Well, Skay, until you're introduced, Skay. Yeah, <laughs> Rami, say Rami, you got to hone in your rules here. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> say what, dude, I'm not a dictator like you. Say what's up, Skay. Hello, everybody out there in listening land. No ahoy. That's burn appetite only. Oh. <laughs> and I'm a monarch. I'm not a uh, dictator, Rami. Yeah, sure. I was, I was born into That's royalty. Fine. You're King George, whatever. All right, so. Uh, I'm more like Henry VIII. He's the fat one who had to have a toilet while he ate. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Oh, that's hilarious. All right, so. Uh, this is a special episode. I'm very excited. And uh, with that, I'm going to move it over to a true co-host of mine this week, Bernie. Um, let's explain what we're doing. Yeah, so because Adam is busy with work all week and he couldn't make it, instead of doing two Black Widow-themed episodes, we thought we would merge our Nexus event into one sacred timeline and just do a three beers in a mic and three beers in an MCU crossover event and do the Black Widow episode and go beat by beat throughout the movie with three beers in a mic. That was so, great. Uh, that was a great that's idea. What we're going to do. It's a great idea. I don't know who that you was say we're, that, Would you say we're crossing the streams of the two podcasts? You could say no, that. No, it's one universe. Yeah. like we're. <laughs> it's one extended universe, so yeah. we're not really crossing streams. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
Now, if you were to say this, since we're the three hosts of Bon Appetit, <laughs> ah. but, uh, we are not. This is completely different, different timeline. <laughs> oh boy! Um, so this is your spoiler warning. Um, I will let you guys um, have a couple seconds here to figure out that we will be discussing Black Widow in annoyingly <laughs> uh, large <laughs> amounts of detail. Okay, like beat by beat throughout the movie. Like this movie will be done in the next like two hours. Like you will know everything you need to know about the movie. So if you haven't seen it, you want to see it, uh, go listen to Burn Appetit um, and then come back to this after you watch Black Widow. If you're on the fence about watching Black Widow, just listen to this episode instead. We'll give you everything you need to know about the movie. We'll save you money. You'll thank us later. Uh, <laughs> it's your opinion. Okay, so fair. again, uh, sirens going off. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Black Widow is going to be ruined. Warning. Spoilers ahead. Warning. <laughs> spoilers ahead. Dwayne, I know we have to do what are we drinking. All right? You don't, you don't need to do that. <laughs> no, I was going to say you could switch it back over to Three Bears and a Mic host for that. <laughs> oh, I, I think yeah, we had okay. already established that. Okay, this that's is, fair. That's, that, that's yeah, fair. The, I mean, the you realm, take segment one. What are we yeah, drinking? The realm comes back over now to here, and I'm on the throne of power. I will relinquish my throne. <laughs> uh, Dwayne, what are you drinking? Well, for uh, since we are recording on a Tuesday, usually a Taco Tuesday, I got three cervezas. Okay. I have the Dos Equis Mexican Pale Ale, which I've never had. I don't know if you guys have had. And not really pale. <laughs> um, no, it's not. I've had it. It's not good. really Mexican either. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's made with uh, citrus hops and a hint of heat. And it does have a hint of heat. I have a classic uh, Takare, even with the classic label. Very cool. And then I have a Bohemia. It's a Pilsner. Haven't had that. I hope it's good. All right. Awesome. Uh, what you got, Skay? So I got actually four beers tonight. Uh, I have a Bumbleberry. I had Bumbleberry before. Like it. I was planning on having this before the podcast, but we didn't get home until a little Love late tonight. Bumbleberry. So good. Bumbleberry. Pretty good. Uh, I have to open the fridge to see what else I got because I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> I have an Erie Brewing Company Railbender, Railbender Ale. It's a Scottish style ale from Erie Brewing. Ooh. I have the Great Lakes Edmund Fitzgerald Porter. Of course, uh, the Edmund Fitzgerald immortalized in song. We all know it. Sounds like it's going to be good. And then the killer to end the night, I have a Victory Brewing Golden Monkey, the wow. Belgian style triple 9.5 percenter. Jeez, heavy that's duty. fantastic. That's oh, how you yeah. end in the night? Oh, good yeah. Lord. If I start the night with that, then the night ends quickly. So, <laughs> man, I, I, I wish, thought I had. I a... wish that's what I did last night watching this movie for the third time. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had a pretty good lineup, but. You might have had me beat. Uh, Bernie, what are you drinking? So I have four beers, but just... Jeez. I have four, too, but I just said... (laughs) Two by two. All right. Um, I have a Sun Surfer from Platform Brewing, uh, which is a Hawaiian-style India pale ale. 
It has notes of pineapple and guava and citrus. Ugh, guava. And then I have a little doobie, doobie, doobie. Oh, God. <laughs> Bud Ice. The worst. Bud Ice. That's, that's the worst. Ugh. So I have okay. two of each. Fair enough. Man, you guys got you brought the heat tonight. Um, I have a Samuel Adams uh, Summer Citrus Wheat Ale. Uh, it's my first time I've ever tried it. It's really good. They have that summer pack you can buy with all the four different ones in it. But uh, mm-hmm. this one had a six pack. It was on special for seven dollars, so I gave it a try. I almost got that multi pack actually. Yeah, I it's was really great. thinking about it. It's great. It's really good. But this one kind of. I think we talked about that in the Ragnarok episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, then I have a uh, Warsteiner German Pilsner, and uh, haven't had those in a long time, but they were on sale. And then I uh, got a Polliner Hefeweizen, so that's going to be nice. my beer to round out the night. So I think we all got some pretty good brews this week. It's no no seltzers, no uh, whiskey and cokes. So good job. All right, and with and with that, hosting duties back to Bernie pretty much for the rest of the episode. So. Let's do this. Yeah, this is a this is a big week. Uh, it's the first time that we're doing like an MCU release. Yeah, it came out a week ago. I saw yeah. it in the movie theater one week ago um, tonight, actually. And yeah. so the audience knows we're actually to this point in our actual watch, but it, we haven't released them all yet. Yeah, and uh, it fits into the timeline, so we're like, all right, let's just do Black Widow. So. Yeah, it does. Here we it's, are. It's, it's about where you guys have released, because you just released the Black Panther episode, and this is right kind of around that time, so that, that makes a lot of sense. So that yeah, works out Thor pretty good. Thor will be released, and then it will be this one. Now yeah. Doctor Strange, then Doctor Thor. Doctor Strange, then Thor, and then this one. Right okay. But are we'll, we going to wait on this one? Yeah, we'll probably release this this week, though, right? Yeah, hell yeah. I think we should get it out now. It's oh, yeah. We're releasing, we're releasing this baby. It's going to spoil the other two, though. That's all right. Well, what happens? Or you can can just leave those two movies out of your rankings. If those are upcoming episodes, just look at your rankings, take those two out. That's going to cause a lot of problems. That's going to be fun. I like that idea quite a lot. I don't like it at all. I just want to say something real quick because I listen to y'all's episodes all the time. And my goal for this episode is to not make this three hours long. However, I, I need to say this. The fact that that Dwayne has so many problems ranking his shows at the end of every episode is mind-numbingly, like, ridiculous. I don't know how you mess that up every time, but you do. It's part of the show, man. It has to happen or we don't have a show. But you're not doing it on purpose. I know it's by accident. It's just crazy. And it's a new way every time. And they just ask you to do such the simplest thing, and just a domino effect of crap all the way down. And I can't. Yeah, but see, you haven't you haven't heard the last few. I've figured out to write it down. But Dwayne, taking out (laughs) Ragnarok and Doctor Strange is so simple. Just don't read those scores. No, it's not. Just just don't read them. The math, the math for Dwayne will be too complicated. It's like plus one, minus one. Yeah, then I gotta renumber everything again. I already got it renumbered. Okay, we'll figure fine. it out. All right, we'll figure cool. it out in two hours whenever we get to this point. Yeah. So, Black Widow came out in 2021, the 24th movie in release order. 
Dwayne, hit us up with that IMDB. This is another big one right here. <clears throat> you ready? Yeah. A film about Natasha Romanoff and her quest between her films Civil War and Infinity War. <laughs> no, no, it's not. That's that's Stop. not that's not what it is. That's what it is. That sucks. You want me to share my screen? That oh sucks, my man. God. Well, it's true though. I mean, all that is accurate. It is. Oh, and it just came out, so maybe they don't want to spoil stuff. I don't. I I don't know. Yeah, I, I assume it's a spoiler thing. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, that was brilliant. Thank you for that. All right, boys. You ready to get started on Black Widow? Again, spoiler alert. And away. Go. The movie opens up in suburban Atlanta in Ohio. 1995 flashes on the screen. <laughs> Blue-haired Nat is riding her bike around, waving at kids. We then see her sister on a swing. They establish this whistle thing to show that they are close to siblings, as siblings do. Um, they just run around. They're playing. They're. Uh, what do you mean, uh, Kevin and Rami have a whistle thing? They do. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you want to call it? <laughs> um, Continue, please. Uh, the younger one falls and hurts her knee, and mom comes over and gives it a kiss. Uh, like all good moms do, kiss that boo-boo away. Uh, what a nice family Nat has. Shame if it were to break up at any point, because it seems like a nice, loving family. Um, they all speak perfect English, no accents, which is um, really good if uh, you weren't from America and you were trying to blend in. But these are American family, so we don't need to worry about that. They look at lightning bugs for no reason whatsoever, and they talk about them. Yeah, Anybody do. know what the lightning bug stuff was about? I thought it was going to come back, but <laughs> I don't did. know. It comes back it at the end, doesn't it? It does. It does. Kind yeah, of but does. For, they show but them. For nothing, though. Yeah, I mean, there's I mean, no, like, point to it. <laughs> it's, just, it's just one of those moments where the where the mom is talking to the daughter who's distraught. And I think look it's up just at to the, establish her as a scientist, maybe. You look up at the stars and you say... That's hey, probably exactly what it is. It's probably that, oh, she's also a, like, she's a scientist. May, there you go. She, sure. she said bioluminescence. So she's, <laughs> sure. She's, she's a scientist. Uh, they go inside for dinner and they wait for dad to come home. He walks in, he grabs a beer, and then he says, we got to go on a special trip. Uh, so he pretty much wasted that beer that he grabbed. Um, his sense of urgency when he comes, when he walks into the house and get, goes into the fridge for a beer and uh, then he like takes his wife it, like around the corner to tell her that, you know, like we need to get going. It's just like crazy because she even asked him like, how much time do we have? And he's like, I don't know, maybe an hour. <laughs> And at that point, they don't have anything packed or anything. So well, like, he doesn't. Like nonchalant sense of urgency is just like. He doesn't want to scare the kids, though. The girls, like the girls, might panic and freak out. <laughs> yeah. Like, the older he one might be. Let... The older one seems to know. She's she yeah. like realizes shit's hitting a fan, but the little yeah, she... one is gonna like freak out and cry, and he doesn't want to do that. Yeah, but then he won't let her. He won't let let the little one grab her shoes. They don't have time for to grab the shoes. 
but he just like maybe if you didn't nonchalantly walk in, grab a beer, <laughs> sit down at the table. And, but up, yeah, uh, Natasha, gra- I, did she grab her shoes or did her sister's shoes? I couldn't. She grabbed her. She was barefoot at the time, from the backyard. Yeah, it's that it's that um, standard. I mean, we've seen this trope before in other movies where the parents know something bad's about to happen. You act casual around the children while everyone's trying to gather the belongings to get in the car. Right? Meanwhile, you know dad pulls out a sniper rifle. Mom's got her pistol. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, yeah. You know what I mean, we'll we've seen this type on the of ground, stuff. Trying to hurry up and pack. We've, we've seen this type of stuff. That wanted uh, to grab like a like a notebook or a coloring book type of thing. Like a uh, no, it was album. A, yeah, it was photo a photo album. album. Photo, photo album. album. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Mom says yeah. just leave it. Yep. Yeah. No time. No time for photos. Um, nope. He has a disc of something, a floppy disc, uh, that one is to assume is stolen from the government, but we don't know. Uh, he says that's the only copy of it. Uh, the other one is burning to the ground. So mysteries are afoot. Uh, they drive away. They drive past some cops. Um, you. Is it Yelena or Yelena? It's Yelena, right? Yelena asks. Yelena. Yelena. Yeah. Yelena asks to hear American Pie uh, um, on a cassette tape as uh, Nat stares out the window, sadly, just looking at different staples of like Americana. There's like a football game, fast food restaurants. (laughs) A big uh, American flag and lights. (laughs) <laughs> a bald eagle is shedding a tear on a photo <laughs> um, They eventually get to an airfield in the in the middle of like nowhere. Uh, they take a tarp off of an airplane, and girls and mom hop in. Dad lifts this giant like dumpster thing out of the way, so right away you're like, "Whoa!" Like, tosses it. Yeah, yeah, like, "Whoa!" This guy's this guy's a superhero, or he's super strong, or something. Yep. Uh, Shield cars come onto the airway with their lights blaring. How did they know where they went? <laughs> That's what I want to know. How did they know they were going to this airfield? How did they get there so fast? Anyone want to take any guesses? Maybe financial records? <laughs> no, or they just they have technology to... I mean, at this point, we've seen what Shield becomes in the future. They have satellite technology that can track individual human beings maybe there's something that they have now that's not as advanced but that can track the vehicle or heat signatures i don't know i didn't even think about mm-hmm. that by by the way it, it was i watched this twice it wasn't until the second showing that i realized those were shield vehicles <laughs> oh. i thought they were just yeah, cops. I I, yeah i didn't realize either it has the logo on the side of it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's they just show it once quick though. Like the rest of the time yeah. they don't acknowledge that it's shield or anything. That's fair. Well that uh that technology to find uh, people that they had in nineteen ninety five uh, would be nice if they were to look for um, Black Widow, you know, if she were in some sort of civil war and missing, you know, if they can find these people. <laughs> You know, the next 20 years of technology, they'd really hone that satellite technical <laughs> finder real quick. Um, so dad is shooting at the cars, making them crash and stuff. Plane is taking off. Dad has to run. He jumps on the wing. 
and you know everyone's shooting at each other mom gets uh, shot by a bullet and that has to control the plane to get it to take off uh, she accelerates it and it lifts off just in the nick of time because dad shot um, one of the two cars that were like coming down the runway right at him and it flipped into the other and they're like rolling and doing flips so the plane just barely got over top of all that stuff and uh, standard yeah. action scene. <laughs> just barely make it you know we've seen this with before. with a child flying sure <laughs> yep and, and then uh shield immediately places a phone call and jets are scrambled to find this plane that just took off from exact location that they know in ohio um with the stolen data so the movie is over everyone they were caught and, <laughs> and no big deal the thing the thing that i did appreciate though is that that scene where david harbour's character the guardian like throws the car like it's just you know a piece of paper it made the scene more believable to me when he's hanging off the wing with like precision sort of sniping skills and you know like just holding on with one arm and that made that a little bit more believable to me because you can clearly see that he has some sort of powers that we don't know yet powers uh, for, and training and stuff yeah yeah so you can that he's was, fast he I mean he ran he he ran and caught up with a plane on a run yeah <laughs> yeah that that's more believable to me and more uh i'm like okay i'm gonna go with this you know that was uh, it was an all right scene and and him hanging off the airplane with one hand and and yeah running at full speed and catching up to the plane to begin with makes it more my question is, did he hang on to the wing all the way to Cuba? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I wonder how he got in the cockpit. That's I asked Reefer the same thing when we were sitting in the theater watching. You think he was on the wing the whole time? <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's probably like a three and a half, four hour flight to Cuba. Can't that, be that bad hanging out there. Wait, there can was that plane a door. even make it there? There was a door right on the side of the plane, right off that wing he was holding yeah. on to. Like, there was a door right there. He could have got in. I'm sure. Yeah, sure. he's he just threw that car thing, whatever it was, that container. It would be great. Threw it those, out the way. If those super secret shield satellites that can pinpoint people were able to see a guy hanging off a a wing on a plane that's flying overhead, that would have been great. They would have found him in two seconds. Yeah, but they have no jurisdiction outside of the United States. Well, Skate, they flew off in Ohio. They had. A good three hours till they got past Florida and in, in well, where Cuba is. It takes time. It was a holiday weekend. All the <laughs> fighter pilots were on leave, you know. Okay. Had to call Better the guys in, get them down to the base, and get them scrambled. Sure. That's a, a better explanation than the movie gives. So we'll take it. So they land in Cuba. Mom is taken on a stretcher because uh, she was shot. Uh, and into like an army truck. Uh, a fat guy with an 80s mustache and 80s sunglasses gets out of the car and says, the Red Guardian returns. Dad says, Red Guardian returns triumphant. And then they start making out. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. They do that uh, kissing cheek thing. Yes. To, to let you know that they're like Russian or European. Um, Red Guardian says, no more undercover work, please. I want to get back to work. I want my suit back. Mm-hmm. He says, General Drakoff, it's been over three years in, in a way that lets us know the audience who this guy he's talking to, what his name is. <laughs> Pretty much. Exposition. Yeah. 
Uh, Nat starts speaking Russian to her mom, and her mom says, never let them take your heart, just your reproductive organs, which is such a weird <laughs> thing for a mom to say. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Why would she say that? So bizarre. Well, uh, I, I know why. <laughs> but we'll, we'll get to that later. <laughs> mom goes into the truck. Uh, Elena starts screaming for daddy. Uh, Red Garden says, I'll handle this. Um, army guy grabs Elena's arm and Nat runs over and like kicks his arm, grabs his gun and starts screaming, don't touch her, points a gun I'll at kill him. Kill you all. Kill I'll you kill all. you all. Um, Red Guardian convinces her to drop the gun. Nat says, you can't take her back there. She's only six. Where is she talking about? We don't know yet. Red Guardian says, you were younger when you were taken. Um, everything's going to be all right. His girls are the toughest girls in the world. And then they so jack them back and they're taken away. This was just to show that Nat already had some training, basically, right? Yeah. She's pretty mm -hmm. powerful. She flew that plane while her mom was shot. She didn't just freak out. She's a good co-pilot. She disarmed that soldier pretty handily. Yeah. Yeah, and she's, like, fierce, too. Like, she doesn't take anyone's shit. Yeah, the way that I interpreted this entire scene is that this entire family uh is is uh was 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 sent there as the plant right to pretend that they were a close-knit family so these two small girls are already being groomed for the black widow program and um they well, the one is or one is yeah and they're really enjoying their you know fake american lifestyle and now she's angry because she has to go back and she knows what's waiting for her so Yes, you know, she that's... was a fan of the American lifestyle versus the psychological torture, torture. that she had <laughs> Exactly. So it's very, I mean, that's that's all, I mean, that's all easy to follow. So uh, I thought yes. that was fine. Yep. Yeah. We then see the opening montage of a bunch of, like, child trafficking to a cover of a popular song. Um if terrible, cancer, terrible if cancer cover. made a sound, it would be the cover of this song. Oh, thank no. you. What? It was... Okay. Awful. Let me, okay, I just want to hear from the person who thought that that was good. Go ahead, Scott. Please, yeah, please enlighten here. me on one of the greatest grunge uh, songs that redefined a generation being turned into a slow dance ballad. I, you know, it wasn't great, but I kind of enjoyed this new interpretation of it. That was heart-shaped box, right? No. No? That was Smells Like Teen Spirit. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, okay. I couldn't remember which Nirvana song it was. Um, it oh wasn't the best, but I thought it was interesting the way they slowed it down and kind of drug it out. and I thought it was kind of neat. I, I didn't think it was tremendous, but it was interesting. It for set sure. the mood for this stuff they were showing kind of yeah did you like it too Dwayne? i didn't say i liked it i'm just saying it worked for the the scene it, here comes rami's first curse word of the night it was dog shit that was a terrible <laughs> cover and it's not because i'm some sort of nirvana elitist or anything like that i like their music i have some of their stuff on my iphone it i i hated it hated it thought it was awful i don't know why i don't know who sang that or uh, whatever but it's terrible the um, the whole montage thing reminded me of like an opening of like a Call of Duty game, where they show like uh, 
like army footage and then they show like still pictures of like generals with like their faces circled with a red marker and then like propaganda cartoon stuff like yeah. a whole lot of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um we see nat and her sister get separated and Drakoff tells nat that the red room is your home now mm-hmm. uh, and then we see like news reports of undercover spies in ohio and just gun training montages and, you know all that kind of stuff it then cuts to 21 years later. She's looking intensely into a mirror. She has a video feed of soldiers outside on her phone. Uh, in the bathroom, she has a feed on her phone of soldiers outside. I worded that really stupidly, but that's what I meant. Um, then we see fan favorite and sex icon, Thunderbolt Ross. Yes, yes. I was pumped when I saw him on the screen. Like, oh my God, it's Thunderbolt Ross again. Yes. Yeah, everyone loves Thunderbolt. Guy uh, guy comes up to him and says, exits are all covered, which is movie speak for knowing that all exits are not covered. Nope. This was uh, this is also Secretary Ross. Yeah, yes. Secretary yes. Ross. Because this is right after Civil War. Um, Ross gives a little speech about Nat being in violation of the Sokovia Accords. She uh, assaulted the king of Wakanda, and an example will be made of her. <clears throat> so if they do ever catch her, they won't immediately let her go off screen. That is the message that he's sending to his people that will not happen at any point in this movie. <laughs> uh, really weird speech she gives there, but... Uh, she calls his cell phone and says, don't do this. Um, don't come after me. It makes you look desperate. Ross says, nah, you are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'm rubber, you're glue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. That's basically what he said. It was like, nah. <laughs> uh, he's walking with a limp and like a cane. And she says, you need to rest. What is this, your second triple bypass? He says, we got Barton, we got Wilson. We got um, Skay's favorite Avenger, the little tiny guy. No, no, no. Captain America's off on his own. Where are you going to go? And then she says, Norway, bitch. Um, (laughs) Can I ask a question? Sure. Do you think they're making Thunderbolt Ross look sick on purpose? Yeah, so they can kill him off? No, no, no. (laughs) So they can turn him into Red Hulk? You know the story of the Red Hulk, right? (laughs) Yeah, so he can be Red Hulk, yeah. Yeah. That's that. I think he that's what they're doing. They, on gamma rays to try to save yeah. his life. He he had multiple heart surgeries. He I think he got cancer at some point, and yeah, he he was just just his body was deteriorating, um, but his mind was still there, and so he did gamma radiation experimental therapies and turned into the Red Hulk. I wonder if that's yeah, what they're and doing. Now you just ruined that uh, reveal for Skay. So thanks, Rami. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. I mean, I'm not spoiling the future movies. It's just my theory. I don't know if that's what they're doing. You are spoiling the future movies because that's probably exactly what they're doing. Okay. Well, all right. I'll shut up. Maybe in a a She-Hulk TV series. (laughs) All right. I was unaware of the story of Red Hulk. Okay. Well, surprise. That sounds cool, though. That's. I hope that comes to fruition there. So, so real quick, did. Did anybody think she was actually in that bathroom that they were going into? No. No. Of course We've not. all seen spy movies before. She's not. not in there. Uh, I have another problem with this. So she's already on the boat. And, mm-hmm. like, is she in Norway or is she in, like, the Pacific Northwest? They both look the same. 
like the mountains and the water and stuff. I, I couldn't tell if she was in... already in Norway or if she was on her way to Norway. I it doesn't she was matter. In Norway already. I thought so too. But yeah. if she's in Norway, whoever is watching the tracker that is on that Black Widow suit is the worst fucking person at their job. That thing's been there forever. That thing has been there for like three days. <laughs> sure. In that that's, bathroom. That's fair. Yeah. Like that's that, it doesn't make any sense how she has to be just audience. leaving. And let's say that she's just leaving. That tracker still has to be there. Um, like an hour. At least an hour. Yeah, at least. Minimum. Maybe she had the shits. <laughs> she, had, she had to put the Black Widow outfit in the bathroom, leave, get on the boat, go out in the middle of nowhere, and then make the phone call. <laughs> so I thought she was already in Norway, but then I was watching it. I was like, well, she can't be in Norway because then they'd be monitoring yeah, this tracker that's, doing that's nothing for point. like four fucking days. I didn't think of that, but that's a good point. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, she's not in the bathroom, so they don't catch her. But then we cut to Morocco. We have two other Black Widow. Um, they are set up to snipe on a roof. Um, they're looking at a target in a building across the way. Uh, school bell lets out, and then the target immediately looks up at the roof and notices them. So they are made. The blonde one says, you stay high, I'll go to the ground. Target is carrying a black box with yellow tape. Um, so you know it's some sort of like biochemical thing. <laughs> they really let it be. No, you couldn't, you couldn't have the box be like, uh, like hidden or anything. You, it has to be like, hey, this is, this is a biochemical thing. You see the yellow tape that everyone knows is biochemical. <laughs> so, um, a door opens and the target uh, hits the door and then gets destroyed by a car. And they do a little fight in the streets. And then uh, the blonde one, who we all know who the blonde one is, but not yet officially, mm-hmm. drops the knife into her other hand and then stabs her right in the stomach. Oh, man, that was that was pretty sweet. Yeah. And then she does the craziest thing I've probably ever seen in a Marvel movie and just rips her guts out. Yeah. She just, like, throws her freaking hand right through, the, like, the side of the stomach with this knife. Oh, my brutal. God. So yeah. violent. Awesome. Yeah. I love this scene. It was really cool. She, she was, like, real full of herself, too, afterwards. She's like, yeah. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> uh, but somehow the target's guts aren't laying all over the street nope. from that. In fact, she's not even bleeding. She's no blood. really cool. Zero. <laughs> her insides would be spewed all over. There would be like bile and like poop from her intestines just like all over the ground. There. Well, Adam brought this up during y'all's Black Panther review. He said, Why is there no blood? And I'm like, Well, I mean, I thought to myself, Well, they have PG-13. to keep it PG 13. They can show yeah. alien blood, right? You can show green blood. But as soon as you start to show drops of human blood, you are almost immediately a rated R franchise. And it's really yeah. hard to like tout that line. Like you can say like shit like three times. And then after your fourth curse word, uh, then you're rated R. So there's all these rules you have to follow and, and Marvel try has to kind of skirt the line to not go over into our territory. Yeah, but I understand that. But a subtle thing they could have done is they could have done the knife drop stab in the stomach and then have the target lay over on her back. 
they didn't have to do the violent like ripping of the intestines. I'm, move. I, 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 I'm Although it looked great. I, awesome. I, I'm glad that they put it in. No blood, but I'd rather have it this way, and not see the blood. Just in my mind, it's there. This this girl's super dead. Is like she's super dead. Yeah, you got to fill in the blanks, man. Yeah, I'll take yeah, it though. It was cool. She's not super dead. She's pretty much okay. Well, um, she... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, at least she's uh, okay enough to spray spray pixie the, dust the thing. Yeah, the the pixie into dust. the blonde's face, and her eyes went from like green to red to not green to not red to back to green. Um, yeah. So that's that's our way of knowing that she's no longer like mind controlled, or you know, she's not. Something happened with this dust to, ch to change the chemistry in her her brain. Correct. Or her body, at least. Uh, so sh she's, like, stunned and, like, doesn't know where she is. She sees this person on the ground. She recognizes her. Uh, Oksana, I believe her name is. Sure. Uh, she said, she, yeah, she says Oksana. Oksana gives her more of the pixie dust and says, free the others. Um, as she's like scooping her intestines back into her stomach, she's <laughs> the other. Uh, she says, "Okay, um, I just got back control of my mind. I don't know where I am or how I got here, but I know exactly who you're talking about and what I need to do. So I'm in." So that was really great. Yeah, uh, Yolanda knew all that stuff after having no recollection of where she was. <laughs> Oh, the others? Yeah, perfect. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, no, she does talk about it later and say that you're there, but you you can't control yourself. You you see what's going on. You understand everything, but you can't control yourself. So you're on it wasn't that big of a stretch. Someone's driving. Yeah. Uh, she cuts the tracker out of her thigh as uh, the other widow she was with is calling her on the earpiece for a status report. Uh, here, here's my thing though if you're a trained spy wouldn't you at least give her a little feedback so that she wouldn't get too suspicious yet one would think uh, that scene of the ripping guts fight taken to the dust uh, was like three minutes they didn't run far from where the sniping posts were so uh, <laughs> other widow on the roof like probably should have found them pretty quickly while they were doing all this talking and stuff but it is what it is. Um, so the other widow says, General Drakoff, we have a deserter. Permission to activate Taskmaster protocol. Mm -hmm. And then it cuts to Taskmaster. And they are in front of footage of the Avengers fighting. Uh, we see, uh, I believe, Hawkeye fighting during this. I think he was uh, fighting Black Panther in the scene. They're learning every move. Um you can tell because they tilt their heads sideways. It's a good way to let us know that they're learning. Sure. <laughs> uh, another widow comes in and puts a device in the back of Taskmaster's head. Uh, not sure what that is or why. Maybe we'll find out. Um, maybe it's their mission. Yeah, maybe it's like a mission report that gets uploaded yeah. to like their uh, mask scanner thing. That's maybe they thought. have a chip chip That's in the back of their head or something. Yeah, maybe there's some sort of chip that's keeping them alive. I don't know. Let's we'll see. Uh, I have a lot of questions about Taskmaster that we'll get to here shortly. Um, well, maybe if we see him again. I don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, so Nat's in Norway, and she's running errands, just living her best life. She drives up <laughs> to this mountain 
and she's listening to a radio broadcast about her being on the run, which is so stupid. I hate it. Oh my god, <laughs> it's so stupid. It's one of those uh, movie tropes where the person. Yeah, I know. I know what it is. I mean, it's stupid. I hate it. I, fine, but you know, we've seen it. She's like, cha- like it's like that stupid movie trope where they're like changing the radio station. It's like, grabble, grabble, grabble. Uh, Natasha Romanoff and Captain America are on the run. <laughs> so News at 11. <laughs> uh, anyway, there's a trailer in the middle of nowhere up in the mountains. And she finds Bag and Sag and Barry sleeping on the bed. Oh, God. She... <laughs> That's a great reference. <laughs> she kicks him and asks, uh, did you get everything on my list? He said, I got passports, visas, driver's license. Whatever you need um, to move the plot along in this movie, I will find it immediately, and you will never find out who I am, how I got all this stuff. Uh, doesn't matter. Just ask, and I will provide it. And she's like, wow, that's also a really weird speech, but thank you. <laughs> this will come in handy at least three times in this movie. And why is this guy so tired all the time? Yeah, and Dude, he's got a... the only character trait we know is he's sleepy. He's so busy running around looking for shit for Black Widow. It's exhausting. It... It's yeah, exhausting. Yeah. yeah, what and the hell, got, man? And, and it's also known that he's got other clients. So, mm-hmm. you know, people like him who can just find stuff are busy. Yeah. So, does, just pull does black devices out of his pants. I mean, that's tiring yeah. work. Does Black <laughs> Widow, like, have any comics of her own that you you guys are familiar with, have read at all? She does this guy exist? One, yes. does, Not that I know of. And neither does I, General Drakoff. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who this person is. At least General with Drake the Black Off Widow is comics, completely made up character. Yeah, the, hmm. the Black Widow comics that I've read, I, I don't know who this person is. But he's the, like the the. I mean, you know, James Bond has Q, right? He's he's the person who just gets no, no, no. stuff. No, 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 nope. You are giving this guy way too much credit okay, by comparing I mean, him that's, to Q. That's taking a leap. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, the, like the the spy has a person who can just find passports right that's just like a thing they do yeah I- i'm not saying it's done well i'm just saying it's it's been done before they do they have someone to get them stuff when they're in trouble okay okay they do they're, it's just usually not as ridiculous as this fucking movie, i agree but... it's not good like that's one of the things we'll, i have we'll in my get notes there. is that we'll they, get there they, yeah they they have these movie tropes that they're taking from other films they're just doing them worse. So <laughs> doing them way worse. They're doing them <laughs> worse. Exactly like, what this movie is. It's movie tropes that are that are worse. I can I can admit <laughs> to that. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, he gives her a brief tour of the uh, uh, the trailer. Talk about generators, septic tanks. Uh, mm-hmm. This is the first time that we hear she was an adventure. It will be brought up about eight hundred times throughout this movie. Sure. Uh, he asks if she's okay. She says she's better on her own. He says, you can tell me I'm your friend. Blah, 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 blah. Wait, wait, she's an Avenger? <laughs> <laughs> yes, she yes. is. Oh, they'll let you know. They will <laughs> let you know. She says, uh, I have friends. He says, people who have friends don't call me. That was um, a pretty good line. I like that. It was, it was, it was a line. good line, and that's the extent of this guy's background that we, <laughs> we like get throughout the movie. I, I get, also like get that. that he has other clients, and he's sleepy. He's constantly <laughs> sleepy whenever she shows up. That's all we know about this guy. Anyway, did, did he even have of, a name? I don't even know if he had a name. Did he? I don't even. I didn't write down a name for him. So no, uh, I don't no. think so. 
there's a box of mail and shit on the floor that she asked about. He says it's mail and personals and a plot device to tie you into the rest of the story, mm-hmm. which is a super weird thing to say to her. <laughs> someone, he's, uh, someone else is in the safe house in uh, Budapest where this mail came from. Oh, no, no, no. Budapest. Not Budapest. Budapest. I knew, I knew someone was going to do this. I knew someone was going to do this. <laughs> uh, Gotta say it right. He says, if you don't need it, just throw it in the rubbish. She says, okay. Uh, that little black box with the yellow tape does look familiar, though. Uh, she opens a beer, debates changing her hair color, as women do, and <laughs> sits down and watches, watches uh, Moonraker on a laptop, which uh, was pretty cool. She's uh, seen it quite a lot because she's repeating the lines as they happen. Streaming quality out in this uh, trailer in the middle of nowhere. Legit. She's got a hot spot. Yeah, sure. Uh, that's probably why the generator goes out, just because she's draining the generator back. battery, <laughs> running all the gas out to watch Moonraker. Yeah, um, so she has to drive into town to get more gas for it. Um, as she's driving on a bridge, she's hit so, with a rocket. So I will say, the first time I watched this, Go I ahead. was like, "Perfect place for you to interrupt, Dwayne." Go ahead. <laughs> why did she put the box in the car? Right. And the second time, I realized she's he told her. Yeah, to take the trash, you got to bring it to town. Yeah, to I'm take like, the trash. Yeah. yeah, nice plot point there. <laughs> but yeah. it's not Com- how convenient. I mean, it's not horrible. <laughs> She's gonna take the garbage away. That's all right. Okay. Anyway, as she's driving on the bridge, she's hit with a rocket and dies immediately. And, Dude, uh, she should Widow. have died. That was a that's pretty Black Widow. Blast. Everyone, go, everyone, go home. Nat yeah. is dead. Uh, that's a all she wrote what a Dude, great the, movie. the first time what i saw this scene i was like whoa <laughs> yeah that i thought it was awesome that that rocket coming in like i figured something was going to happen here but uh then that like rocket coming in was so sudden and just like bang boom pow everything explodes yeah. i i actually kind of like that yeah it was right, very so time to rank them and rate them fellas yeah, so <laughs> one time it was very powerful. Yes, the car should have blown into a million pieces, um, but obviously that's not going to happen. It, she it probably does not have. even have a scratch on her. I know it probably should have. I agree. I wrote that in my notes, like that she'd be dead. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's fine. Whatever. It's a yeah. movie. You know, she's a superhero with no superpowers, so she sure. obviously uh, survives this. And of course, uh, the, the car ends up on an edge. Of course. Yeah, yep. <laughs> so she's about to fall and all that. Taskmaster is the one who shot the rocket at her. Yes. Um, why is Taskmaster in Norway? Why they, they were they were tasked to find the deserter, her sister. Why are they finding Nat in the middle of nowhere, Norway? Well, we find out in the scene why. But how do they know that she sent the contents uh, of the that, box I, to Norway? That, that, that's out of my hands now. Yeah, I thought because... it was because they figured that they knew that she sent her the vials. But, but how? How would they, how would they know, know that? that they sent because Bag and Sack and Barry is like this like guy who can get anything they want. And all he did was take the stuff from the Budapest um, safe house that Yolanda <laughs> is staying at. And took it to Norway to give to Nat. Right? 
Yeah. So right. unless they were spying on that, they would already know that she was in Budapest at that safe house, and they would have went and killed Yolanda there. Right? Sure. <laughs> so why would she follow the box to Norway then just to go back to Budapest? So later. the mission in Morocco, like the the package is there originally, right? Correct. Who are the people that have this package that is now, I don't know, is it, other are they deserters. there to intercept it? Oh, those are other deserters. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the girl those who she killed deserters. is a deserter. Right. Yeah. It's a deserter, yeah. So now she's a deserter, so they call him Taskmaster to find the deserter. But for some reason, the deserter, we assume, knows that the package goes from Budapest to Norway. And instead of killing Yolanda the deserter, which was her mission, they follow it to Norway to get Nat. And it just doesn't make any fucking sense what is happening. It makes no sense. I but, agree. But they, I mean, they, they just assume the audience is not going to ask those questions. That's, I, this didn't you? even enter Why my mind. Why are you mind. there? Yeah. This didn't enter my mind at all like, when I was in the theater exactly, watching this. Like they just... The bad guy knows where the good guy is, and there's a fight on a bridge. Like that's what ninety-nine percent of the audience is thinking. Yeah, that's but what happens most of the time. With bad guy knowing where good guy is, but when you bad, break it like, down, but there's no reason for Nat. I agree. To be the, the good when guy. When you break it down three beers style, it's not good. So here we are. I don't know. The answer is I don't know. <laughs> anyway, none of us get know. a cool scene out of this, regardless. Yeah, um, the scene was great, and. That, that's all we have. So Yeah, so Taskmaster is after this box, and they fight, and then we kind of get our first um, look at the uh, mimicking capabilities of Taskmaster. Correct. They both do that, like, like leap-up thing and, like, stare at each other. How does, how does the mimic stuff work in this movie? Does the suit mimic? Is it the helmet? Is it the person themselves? Because the helmet is, like, I, reading <clears throat> vitals and all that stuff. I think I the, I, I I think the, the helmet helps. It. I think the helmet helps, but I think that what we learn later, the chip is what stores that information for her to use. Yeah, so it's the, the chip that controls you. Sorry, the body him. to mimic, right? The, 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 the suit and the helmet observe, make well, notes. The suit, it's not the suit. The suit's just a, a, a leather suit. The, the okay. suit the, or the helmet a, scans the or, or reads or whatever. There's information that is put into the chip. And it learn it adapts to the situation, so it's able to mimic. So the, the so the person doesn't mimic the it's a computer system, right? That, yeah, that's the way I'm interpreting yeah. it. Correct. There's some sort of AI system there that right. analyzes the data found by the helmet by the mask, and right. it I mean the chip already controls the body with it attached. Mm, correct. So, I mean, you can enhance that body to understand what's going on and mimic from there, right? Mm-hmm. And if we can if we can talk for just one second to just talk about the overall presentation of Taskmaster, like just costume-wise. Uh, if you're going to take the Taskmaster costume from the comics, which I always thought was a really cool costume, you know, it's a white sort of orange-blue motif. He's got like a skull mask. Um, you know, and, and it's just, it's a very, it's a very cool presentation. I always thought Taskmaster looked like a cool villain. I really like this suit. I I think that the character in this movie looks really cool. So if you're going to kind of modernize that Taskmaster costume 
and put it in an MCU movie. Uh, whoever came up with this design, I really liked it. Um, I don't know if you guys felt the same way. I liked it too. I liked the I think it looks really cool. I mean, the the presentation of the villain, whether or not you like the villain in the end or not, I thought was very well done. I like the shield too. Shield's great. Taskmaster has that shield they throw around, uses a weapon. It's like Cap, you know, it's Mm. very reminiscent of Cap. You mean maybe mimicking Cap? Something like that. He's been watching Avengers videos. So there you go. Why Why wouldn't you pick like Tony Stark or something have like an Iron Man suit with laser beams <laughs> and shit in it. They ran they ran out of money for that shit. That shit <laughs> yeah, cost a exactly. lot of money. I mean, if you want to go that route, uh Taskmaster shoots a missile at her and then fights her hand to hand combat. <laughs> like well, wouldn't you just yeah, shoot her or something? Yeah. Yeah, got uh give her a gun or something or oops, sorry, give it uh, them a gun <laughs> or something. <laughs> uh, that's probably what I would do. Uh, anyway, they fight. Pretty cool fight. Um, eventually, Taskmaster kicks uh, Nat right off the bridge and goes to pick up the box and discovers that it's empty. Nat sure. had it on her the whole time, but it broke during the fall. Um, so I was <laughs> destroyed. It's a big bummer. So that's it. That was Black this, Widow. This isn't the first time it breaks when she falls either. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, yeah. It's it's very selective the strength of the glass of these vials. Um, if you punch it, it'll break. If you fall five stories and land on it, perfectly fine. <laughs> uh, I like how Bernie keeps throwing in. Well, that's the end of the movie. Uh, <laughs> it will happen at least four more times. I, I can see him thinking that in his mind as he's. I can. I I already know time. the next few scenes he's talking about too. Yeah. She like falls in the water though, right? That I mean. Yeah. At the bottom of the bridge, it was water. So, I mean, water's yeah, soft, it's so it's fine. If you hit it right, it's soft. If you don't, it's like hitting a rock. <laughs> no, it's like it's like concrete, but it's fine because it's water. Yeah. So, anyway, um, Taskmaster just uh, knows that she fell in the water, but he can't see her or anything. So, they immediately make a phone call and say, I lost her in the contents, but um, we knew that it came... From Budapest, so we know that she'll come. She'll be heading back to Budapest to see who sent it to her. So we're gonna stake out uh, <laughs> the safe house in Budapest, and we won't even let her get anywhere near it. We're gonna intercept her at least two blocks away from the safe house because we know exactly where she's heading. So that's great. What a great idea, Taskmaster. That's exactly what I would do. Um, I would set that trap, and it'll be super easy. And nope, no, wait, no. They uh, they let her go to Budapest and. <laughs> Go to the safe house um, where she meets her sister. Dun, dun, dun. Um, oh, wait. I have in my notes. <laughs> um, they let her swim to safety, examine the vials with a picture of herself and her sister in it, find a phone or a hotel to stay in for the night since she's not uh, safe because she's a wanted <laughs> criminal. She gets a change of clothes from somewhere. She books a train to Budapest, uh, travels <laughs> travels overnight to Budapest from Norway. Uh, she's a wanted criminal. Everyone knows who she looks like because she's an Avenger, but it's fine. So she walks freely through all of that. And then she well, gets to she, the safe house. She probably got a hoodie. She put the hoodie on. Oh, oh yeah. She got the, the hat of invis- invisibility <laughs> that they wear. Good. Dwayne, this is, this is why you're part See? of the show. Um. She's going to pick the lock to the um, 
the safe house and Yolanda says, I know you're out there in a super thick Russian accent. Um, no accent when she was like eight at all. Now we assume she's 24, maybe. I can believe that she would have an accent, though, if she got yeah, reassimilated. That, that she's thick? been indoctrinated now. Yeah. That thick? She's uh, only been around Russian dude, people for the past that, yeah, how many not, years? Russian, I was, I was, Bernie, Cut they, the bullshit. Yeah. Cut the bullshit. You know she will lose that accent in the next fucking two movies. Bernie. I don't want to hear it. Bernie, uh, the lady on oh, alone yeah. that is British, but she's really from, like, Indiana. She's like, oh, I've been living in Britain for eleven we years, so my accent's accent weird. Will be gone in two movies, like they did every fucking time in this movie or in this MCU. I didn't, I didn't think the accent was terrible. It's gonna be. I didn't say it was a terrible accent. I said it was thick. It's really, really thick Russian accent. Yeah, uh, she's gonna want it, and it will be gone in two movies. Uh, let's see. Or, or they'll make fun of one. She'll make fun of Wanda at some point for losing her accent. No, sure. Ilana is not some sort of joking character that pokes fun at superhero tropes. <laughs> uh, where am I? In my notes. So Yolanda and Black Widow start fighting each other for no reason. No, um, that's, that's a movie trope. No, there is a reason. What? The reason is to show that they're like equally good fighters, basically. That's what I got out of it. I also think that they didn't know they could trust each other yet. Like if uh... well, this is in my notes. I understand Black Widow not trusting her. Uh, she got uh, a message sent with a picture. It could be a trap. I understand her trepidation to it. Um, Yolanda... Knows Black Widow is a good guy in Avenger, though. So why wouldn't she trust her if she sent her the vials the and stuff? That's what I don't understand. As a criminal now, they might have got to her as well. You know, the, uh, she's on the run. She's a criminal. Remember, yeah. she's listening to the, the radio telling everybody Natasha's on the run. I'm talking about Taskmaster. Taskmaster could have picked her up and taken her back for reprogramming. You know, and then they <laughs> sent her to Budapest because they knew where that safe house was. They already knew where the safe house was, as we established. Well, right. That's why they sent her there. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yolanda tells her about the red pixie dust. Uh, it's a magic dust that undoes chemical brainwashing. Uh, so the main difference between the two is, as we saw in previous movies, um, Nat had psychological um, brainwashing, uh, and uh, Yolanda is a chemical brainwashing. So that's kind of the two differences between very them. different, very different. Um, we get some more references to her being an Avenger. Uh, take these to your scientist friends like Tony. Um, Yolanda says uh, she kept checking the news um, for Captain America to take down the Red Room. And Nat is confused because she thinks uh, the Red Room's been gone for years and she killed Dracoff. Yolanda tells her, nah, uh, you didn't. We need to make a, a solo movie with you in it. So we're going to just. Uh, <laughs> we're just going to be like, oh, no, you didn't. It's fine. Oh, that, oh, yeah. That guy you mentioned in the first Avengers movie as your Red Ledger or Loki mentioned offhand. No, we need to make a movie. So we're going to make a whole movie about that. And we're like, oh, okay. Um, she also said you forgot about Dracoff's daughter. Uh, 
lots of mentions of his daughter, which is very suspicious for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> say it, Skate. Say it. Say what? Chekhov's, Chekhov's daughter. <laughs> yep, that's exactly what I have in my notes. It's the Drakov's daughter. It's Chekhov's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> um, the widows finally show up. Thank fucking Christ. <laughs> they uh, start to attack them both. They escape to rooftops. They use this like metal tower thing to fall onto another rooftop as a widow jumps on. Uh, Nat can't quite catch her, though, and she falls about four stories and is basically paralyzed, laying in water. Yeah. She uh, looks really hurt. Her leg is like bent. Yeah, her leg is And then, and then Nat falls, and uh, that's the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, don't you line, fucking man. dare! Oh, dude, I was waiting for that. The tower falls. Uh, Yolana goes through a window. Nat isn't as lucky. She falls off the building, hits about four vents on her way down, lands on this big. Uh, I thought it was like a dumpster or something. I'm not quite sure it was. And then she dies. lands on her feet. So <laughs> that's the end of Black Widow. It's time to rank it and rate it. Nope, actually, she lands perfectly on her feet. Um, just to show the audience that she's not quite invincible, they have her briefly hold on to her side. <laughs> didn't she uh, limp a little too? When she was when she was clanging around on all Maybe those vents and and beams and stuff. Yeah, I was like, she's dead. I'm like, okay, this this is. I don't even know why you would put that in there. It's so stupid. It's so to and it's, to it's have the gall to have physics. her land on her feet too. It's one thing physics. if that happens just... and she also lands in the water and then Yolanda comes and picks her up. Yeah, fine. But to because... have her land on her feet <laughs> because for the for the one widow that they couldn't catch and she fell four stories, her body is contorted in a way. Where clearly that's what you would look like if that happened. Legs bent, crooked, arms behind your back. You can barely breathe. I'm like, yeah, all right. Yeah. I don't see. I, Black Widow's fall seems like it was worse <laughs> because she's she banging off, off of stuff. hard items. It's not just one splat. It's just clang, it clang, was, clang. It was definitely worse. Pinballing around all it was, different things. It was pretty violent fall is, is yeah, how I, I, mean, would, a, I would put it. Not a broken that... leg, nothing. All that stuff was just slowing her down while she was falling. I don't know it's if fine. That's how that that's, works. She was hurt. She's fine. She held, she held her side for one second before they had to start that? running away. Two bodies fall four stories. One, one bounces off a of Yeah, one directly plummets, and the other one hits four vent beams on the way down. Who's injured more? Man, you... it's the person who's pinballing off a bunch of stuff. Ah, I don't know. It does definitely slow you down. That four-story straight down, that's pretty quick. You're going hot into a solid object. Yeah. You know, every time you hit something, that's another, like, 9.8 meters per second you got to go down. <laughs> so. yeah. All right, fair enough. And um, she's the... powerful. She's powerful. I mean... She's not powerful. She's a normal person with she uh, was, skills she and was... training. She was in a tank with a grenade that she just put a guy in front of her, and it, it blew her out backwards, blew the door off the tank, yeah. and she got up. Right. Fine, powerful. She's, she's powerful. powerful. That's what they should have done in this movie: is shown like she got a mild form of the secret soldier, super soldier for serum or something. No, so. I don't. I don't want any more people to inject themselves with super serum. <laughs> 
I know, but it would it would make no, no things more, make more sense that way. I'm gonna like she didn't know myself. about it. I'm gonna inject myself with a bullet to my brain if I have to watch this fucking movie again. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> but I mean, at, I mean, at this point, let's just—I mean, Bernie, because obviously you hate this movie. I mean, at this point, when you when you were watching it the first time, were you just have you have you already checked out? Uh, absolutely done? checked out at this point. So you were finished. This is fucking stupid. Maybe way before this. You're they lost happy. me with the Taskmaster on the bridge thing. Okay. So I was like, wait, why is she here? When anyway. All right. Go ahead. You mean he? <clears throat> you mean he? They. Oh, sorry. They. Sorry. Fucking pronouns. Just say Taskmaster. Just every time. You guys gave me so much crap when I when I accidentally revealed the variant Loki as a she, and this uh, this Whoa. episode I haven't. What? We're not talking about Loki. What are you talking about? What you, what Loki you, doesn't exist. Oh, we can't talk about the Disney Plus shows? Skay no. has not watched that this stuff This is the yet. MCU show. <laughs> they don't God. exist yet in our timeline. Whatever. God damn it. Now we're going to have to prune you. This is the <laughs> sacred timeline here. Yeah, yeah. This we can't talk about saying, that. I got a lot of crap for some stuff, and you guys have been way worse than me on this episode. So, whatever. All right. Anyway, uh, Broken Lady uh, turns on her glowy wristband, and then... Dracoff pushes a button on a computer and the widow shoots herself in the face and dies. The other widows that were all there to kill him, all 20 of them, graciously allow them to soak in this moment for about five minutes before starting back up again. <laughs> they they take a bike and they're chased through the streets of Budapest by now, a taskmaster in a tank. <laughs> but um, it wouldn't be a Black Widow movie without her riding a motorcycle, right? Yeah. She almost does that every movie she's in, I think. Yep. Uh, the Budapest police and military are all super cool with everything going on. They don't show up. You don't see them in any way, shape, or form. So they clear the streets for this to happen. <laughs> um, they wreck the bike, and then they steal a car, and they're chased by a widow on a bike now. Yolanda takes care of it by slamming on or, or turning the wheel, having the car turn around, opens her door, Hits a light post and then the door takes out the uh, widow on the bike. Super unrealistic, super awesome. but super cool. Yeah, it looks super cool. <laughs> looks really, really cool. Um, I I was thinking, why wouldn't you get the motorcycle behind you and just slam on your brakes? Yeah, and then run them over. The the task tank shows back up and. Um, to show that he mimicked Hawkeye, they have him shoot an arrow <laughs> off the ground underneath the car, blowing it straight up into the air about twenty feet, and then it lands on top of another or it lands on top of the tank, rolls forever over cars, down into the steps <laughs> of a subway system. And that's the end of Black Widow. Black <laughs> is dead. It's time to rank them and rate them. Skay, you go first. They had their seatbelts on. They put the seatbelts on when they got in the vehicle. They did. So they were smart, buckled up, and I, they stayed alive. I appreciate this scene because they're showing us that Yolanda's not as powerful yet because Black Widow, not a scratch, not a bruise, nothing. Yolanda, her bleeding. hand's bleeding. So... <laughs> There's at least some consequences to what just fucking happened. Um, but the blood is used as a plot device for them to escape. So, um, I, I will say, watching this with my daughter, she actually liked that arrow scene. 
She's like, whoa, that was cool. Yeah, it all looks cool. Yes, but it's absurd. Oh yeah. Um, Again, why but, why are you using a bow and arrow when you're driving in a tank? <laughs> because we have to show that we mimic someone else. We saw Captain America, now we got to do Hawkeye. Yeah, I didn't make this connection the first time with all these mimics here, but <laughs> I'm glad that you're clearing that up for me. I'd like that now. <laughs> Skate score is going through the roof. Yeah, it's climbing, <laughs> baby. Uh, yeah, so she's bleeding, so they do a little... Uh, Roadrunner, Wiley Coyote, blood, um, fake blood trail, and uh, they're up an event and they're hiding where Nat and Barton hid before. What luck, huh? Yeah. To fall hey, through Mary, that yeah. subway stop <laughs> of all of Budapest, that exact subway stop in that car to that exact vent where they hid for days. Oh my God, the luck! She must have walked down those steps and been like, "Holy shit!" This no, I think I we can hide there. We I can hide that's, there. That's why they were driving the way they were. That was the plan all along. She knew they were going to get blown up down into a subway, and it was uh, going to be that one where they hid before. Well, here's my other thing: when Taskmaster was chasing them, and she turned on the motorcycle, when she came out on the other side of the street, she kept going in the same direction that the tank was going instead of going the other way. <laughs> It's like, wouldn't you just go the other way? Because he's in an alley. He can't fucking turn around. Nope. We had to get to that uh, specific subway station to hide in the vent. <laughs> so we could see where they played tic-tac-toe. Um, <laughs> which so is a talk- game that everybody wins. So <laughs> They're talking in the vent, and Yolanda's bitching at her for lying about Dracoff's daughter. If you don't know who Taskmaster is at this point, you're a fucking idiot. I'm just going to start calling him, calling it her from now on. Yeah. Uh, because they're smacking you over the goddamn head with his <laughs> daughter. Um, it flashes back. And we finally see what happened to Dracoff and his daughter. Nat blowing him up. The selective morality that she has in this movie just drives me fucking insane. Because <laughs> she's responsible for like thousands of innocent people's deaths. But this one little girl is like so like oh like she can't like live with herself after this. Like, well, uh, yeah, but I think it was an evil organization that she blew up, and this innocent girl was in there as. So I thought. So wait, fucking twenty minutes, and she does way worse, Dwayne. Oh, I know. The innocent people, <laughs> like like the morality that she like tries to impose on you is just it's just so stupid drives me insane like she would not care about this little girl after the mass murder that she's done throughout all these movies well this but this this go ahead okay well i mean i thought that this was like a turning point for her is that this this mission where she had to choose to kill drake off and his kid happened to be in the office with him um was the point where the decision that she made which was we're gonna follow through with the plan I don't care that the kid is in here. I'm going to do it. Kind of got her thinking maybe this is something that I shouldn't be doing. Maybe I maybe I need to clean this up. Maybe I need to become a hero. Maybe I need to change some no, things. No, she was working for Shield at that time. Yeah. That well, was that was her, her... Way of getting out of that was her way of proving to Shield that she's not uh, a Russian agent. Yeah. So she's already working for the good guys, blown up Drakeoff and his daughter. Okay. I will be honest. I did not know that. She says it. I, I she says had that's no how idea. I needed to get out of there. 
Okay, I had no idea that at this point she was with Shield. That was not clear to me. Uh, maybe and, I and not only that, we find out that Hawkeye gave the order to blow up the building. <laughs> yeah, they say it in the vent during the scene that that was her way of getting out of. Okay, I didn't catch that, so that was yeah. that was my bad. All right, so then this was a this was an order that Shield gave, and that uh, she decided that she was going to complete the order with the kid in the office. Because that so was her why way. Does, why does that bother her so much? I actually like that at the beginning that it bothered her to a point. Maybe she wanted to go find the hero within, but if she's already on the good, the side of good, then why it is she shouldn't still bother her? Children? Because she kills innocent people all the fucking time. All the time she kills innocent people through these movies. It doesn't make any sense. So this it. daughter is not the Red Ledger she's talking about. This she is... thought it was. Oh it's not. crap. We okay, find out later that down. it's Taskmaster. Hey, how many people got killed in that chase scene? My score Just a minute ago. Exactly. <laughs> and they don't care. My just scores, wait. Just wait 10 more down. minutes. Oh, no. I got to get my list. Hold on. I'm going to move this movie down. <laughs> just wait 10 more minutes, Dwayne. I did not know that. This is... Uh, Uh-oh. I'm going to start plowing through this a little All bit right, go. Uh, Next scene, they walk to a gas station to get medical supplies. We find out the Red Room changes its location, and every widow is sedated entering and exiting, so no one knows where it is. Uh, Yolanda asks her, where did you think I was the whole time? Uh, Nat lies and says, I thought you were out living a normal life and you didn't want to see me. Yolanda knows that she's full of shit. She just never cared to look for her. Or Yeah, because Black Widow's a hero. She's, yeah, living, but... the, she's living the celebrity no, she... life. No, she got out. She didn't want to risk the chance of going back in. Or that. It's my yeah. feeling. Or she was scared. You know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ilana makes fun of her superhero pose and the hair flip, which was pretty funny. Dude, yeah, I, this this was actually a great joke, though. Yeah, I, I thought that was super Chekhov's funny. hair flip. <laughs> uh, they have a beer the outside. The thing you do. What is this? <laughs> and, yeah, and, uh, there's actually a good, uh, a good scene there. Um, she talks about she acts like everyone has eyes on her all the time. And uh, she makes a comment about how they're both killers, but she's not on the front of magazines um, selling the little girls pretending she's not. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great uh, line. And this is yeah. that that exact scene and that exact moment and that exact line is when I started thinking to myself, wow, I actually like Black Widow's sister in this movie more than the main character. I think that was the whole purpose of the movie, to be honest. <laughs> but but there are scenes in this and there are scenes in this movie where, because I I like Scarlett Johansson as an actress. But this isn't a Black Widow movie. This is a Yolanda scene, yeah, movie. Yeah, exactly. There are scenes in this movie where she's just checked out, just yeah, out no, for this lunch. This is this is uh, setting up Yolanda movie. Correct. She's where, the best part of the movie. She's great. Yes. She's she's, she's fantastic in this movie. She's very good. Um, this scene just got me on her side and I'm like, oh man, I'm not watching Scarlett Johansson. I'm actually paying attention to this new character who we're going to be seeing multiple times, I'm sure. I, I will say, uh, she's wonderful. I know you watched it three times, but watching it the second time, I actually liked her more the second time. Yeah. Sure. She's great. So they have a beer outside and they're talking and uh, this is where we find out um uh, they kind of go over the differences between them about Nat's psychological conditioning and Yolanda's changing of uh, brain, brain chemical altering, all that stuff. Uh, it sure. I wonder, would have been nice I wonder if we'll learn anything else about that. 
It sure would have been nice to see either of those things in this movie. You know what I mean? Like the flashback scenes that we got in like Avengers, I think it was, of like the ballet dancing and like strapped to the girdle to go into surgery and stuff. Um, would have been really cool to see in a Black Widow movie, wouldn't it? Yeah. But we don't. Yeah, I, I put that in my notes, it. which we're going to talk about. Later. Like maybe even just more training as their kids to show like what the yeah. hell they went through. Yeah, like to this point, all we know is Yolanda uh, had the brain chemistry thing. We didn't see her like beaten. We didn't see her starve. We didn't see like we didn't see her do any training. All the training we saw in the montage was um, Natasha. Yeah, so we don't know what Yolanda went through at all, other than having her. Uterus taken out. Well, that, that's a uh, that's another movie coming up. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> Is there going to be a movie about her having her uterus taken out? I think so. Just to okay. What do you? It'll be a short on Disney before? Plus. Uh, we don't have much chance to chime in here. What do you? What are your thoughts? Uh, she's fine so far, little sister. Yeah. Um. Do you think this so far is a Natasha movie or a Yolanda movie? I mean, so far it's Natasha because she's been in it the most. Ilana is very new still, but she's grown on me. Okay. She seems all right. So at this point, you have not fully flipped. You've not you've not flipped your loyalties. No, I don't. Okay. Honestly, I don't even think by the end I'm fully flipped. But oh. okay, all right, fair enough. Spoilers. spoilers i flipped at this point i was like nope i'm not watching a black widow film and maybe that was the point i don't know um i don't know i don't know what they told scarlet to do in this film or how to act or what to say or whatever the case may be but clearly this has to be a showcase for the next black widow number two right um or the hawkeye tv show yeah marvel look marvel <laughs> is taking you get rid of Captain. You get rid of Steve Rogers. Boom. Here's the Falcon taking over his place. You get rid of Black Widow. Boom. Here's her sister taking his place. They're just taking pieces out of the team and putting in a different piece, but that's and kind selling of the, new toys. Yeah, it's kind <laughs> of the same. I don't know who's going to replace Tony Stark. Uh, merchandise, merchandise, merchandise. It's going to be someone. Um, I don't think it's going to be War Machine. But, uh, we got heart. Black Widow pillows. We got Black Widow thermoses. Yeah, you're just you're taking out the old Black Widow and you're putting in the new one. Here comes the old Captain America. Hey, speaking Here's of new one. ones, you know. Whatever. Speaking of new ones, Yolanda tells Nat that uh, Drakeoff takes more girls every day, most of which can't cut it, and he kills them. About twenty percent end up surviving. You like that segue there, pretty sweet. Uh, Black Widow says she never looked for her parents because her mom abandoned her in the streets like garbage. Chekhov's garbage. Uh, Yolanda. <laughs> uh, y- Yolanda made up her own story of her family. She still lives in Ohio. Her sister went out west. Um, she's married to like a house flipper or something. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't remember what. Uh, Yolanda says she wants a dog. Chekhov's dog. Um, Nat invites Yolanda to Man. come with her to to find a lot of checkoffs. In this. It is Russia. So. Major foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she invites Yolanda to come find Drakeoff, kill him, and find the Red Room. 
they steal a car from some some poor guy who's just like trying to provide for his family <laughs> that they watch like get like they watch where he put the keys and stuff he's like right next to them as they're having a beer or whatever playing soccer with his like four-year-old kids like just like being a family man and then it's they a nice bmw car. though yeah it's, i mean it's a nice bmw of course somebody had to pay for the movie right so <laughs> uh but morally perfectly fine with her <laughs> <laughs> doesn't feel bad that this guy may not be able to get to work the next day and then be fired and well, provide for his three kids what she did was but, she sent the sleepy guy in to bring a new car and a little oh, cash okay. for the... yeah <laughs> there you go now i feel better so fucking stupid um, <laughs> as they're driving they talk a lot about yolana's vest and how it has a lot of pockets um I is guess this a checkoff vest <laughs> I guess it's a reference in Infinity War. I don't fucking remember any vest in Infinity War. This movie acts like this vest was like the most important fucking thing that ever happened in Infinity War. I don't remember a vest, but that's all they talk about in this goddamn movie is this vest with pockets. Well, spoiler alert, by the way. (laughs) Fuck it. Who cares? I don't care. Scarlett Johansson's costume at the beginning of Infinity War, she's got her blonde hair. And her costume is not the classic Black Widow costume that you would have recognized. But she's wearing her sister's vest. Okay. So you want to base 20 minutes of a movie around that? It's so fucking no, stupid. No, I, I don't. I'm just saying they're <laughs> they're taking Scarlet Witch's new appearance. I'm Scarlet Witch. They're taking Scarlet Johansson's new appearance in Infinity War, blonde hair, you know, different outfit, and they're just going back and trying to explain why her outfit is different. Is that cool. necessary? So no. fucking stupid. But they're, they they had, I mean, maybe they felt like they didn't have enough material for this movie. How so. did Han Solo get his last name Solo? <laughs> sure. It sure. It was, uh, it was to explain why they had to make new toys. Do you want to hear what else is stupid? They no. go back to Bag and Sag and Barry, and he somehow gets a helicopter. <laughs> so an old Russian helicopter he pulled out of his pants this time. He tells that's her not that... what they wanted originally. They wanted something... They wanted a Quinjet, basically. Yeah, and he's like, "Look, I, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not a wizard. I don't just have these sitting in my pocket." So he got him. Like, I a am a wizard, but I'm not a wizard for you yet in this movie because you don't need. Yeah, so I, I thought that was okay. They asked him for a Quinjet, and he got him an old busted up helicopter. Why is that, that okay? Right. Like, where did he get the fucking? Like, it's so right stupid. That's all right. With it's that. so stupid. By the way, I did uh, that's what it is. I, I figured it out, Bernie. So they show up, they take the helicopter, he takes the car back to the guy. That's that's mm-hmm. what happens. Because that okay. how else would he get out of there, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank God. I figured it he's, out. <laughs> he's the dumbest character in the MCU by a mile. I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> um, it cuts to a prison in Russia. Uh, Red Guardian is there arm wrestling people telling a story about Captain America and how he fought him. Some guy comes over and calls him out on his shit saying Cap was frozen during this time period. Uh, he could be talking about uh, skate earmuffs, Isaiah Bradley. That's what but, I was thinking. Uh, yeah, but we don't know that yet. He breaks the big guy's arm and then he's told over the PA system that he has mail call. The mail is it. just break his arm. That was a brutal break. <laughs> that was the break where your fingers no longer have um, 
levity and they're just like sagging into the table. That was brutal. And then he's just making fun of him. He's like, oh, you're going to cry? <laughs> like they're going to be able to repair that dude's arm in that disgusting prison. Who cares? It's a bad guy. His, he's going to get his arm chopped off. To save time on the podcast, we're just going to say that he broke his arm, and we're going to move on. Because <laughs> it's, it's pretty unimportant. That the the severity up. of the broken arm is pretty unimportant. Whatever. But, I uh, haven't even been talking that much. It was, I thought it was pretty awesome, actually. That was brutal. Okay. Anyway, the male is a toy Red Guardian, and its head pops off, and inside is an earpiece. Um, so the people inspecting mail in this prison are fucking awful at their job because why would anyone hide anything in a toy in a prison? I mean, well, he's fucking he's, lord, people. He's a national hero. Come on. Yeah, maybe you get special privileges. That's fair, Glenn. I accept that. Um, it's Nat and Yolana in the earpiece. They give him directions to escape the prison. Uh, they run into trouble due to a riot happening because he's escaping. Bullets are shooting the fuck out of the helicopter <laughs> and pretty much everywhere else. But And everybody Baggins, dies. <laughs> Baggins, Sag, and Barry got him a magic helicopter. Uh, it goes through the windows of the, the helicopter, so they'll have to fix that. But it's mostly unaffected by these bullets. Uh, so there's all this shit going on. Riot outside and uh, Red Guardian needs to start climbing to the top to get to his helicopter. Nat drops down. She starts fighting people. Wait, you forgot. Off. She does the big superhero, superhero landing. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. <laughs> Yolanda fires a rocket at the guard tower with the big machine gun, and it causes an avalanche. And Nat barely rescues Red Guardian in time before it hits and kills everyone in that facility. Including the innocent guards just working to provide for their family or themselves. I Does... got back into the prison before the snow hit it. Hey, it'd still be dead. It'd be buried. The guy who got hit snow. with a missile definitely did not make it back in the building. <laughs> no, Does yeah? Does Black Widow cry over the deaths of these innocent people? No, she doesn't give a flying fuck about all these innocent people she just murdered. The innocent people, they're bad guys. Okay, this is another minute. scene they're where... They're not I... bad guys. The guards were shooting them, Skay. Why are the guards said... bad guys? The guards are bad guys. Wait a minute, wait a minute. They're breaking into their prison. Why they're, are the guards bad guys? They're keeping Red Guardian captive. <laughs> That's bad. I just okay. said that I felt bad for the guy who had a broken arm. And you said, who cares? He's a criminal. So what, I didn't what say do you care if they're criminal. dead? Anyway. I said you for just, this, you just said for the length of the podcast, the damage of his arm is unimportant. Let his arm be broken. He's a bad guy. Who gives a crap? I, didn't I say said that. that. I said that. Okay, so then what does it matter if all of them are dead? Dwayne? Because they're I, not bad guys. The guards are not bad guys. They're just doing their job. They're just doing their, their job. Ninety well, percent of the people buried in the in the snow are criminals. <laughs> hey, but this. This is uh, also where I think uh, Black Widow might have some of the super soldier oh. serum because she picks up the Guardian. She doesn't have any No serum. problem. She pulled him um, up. <laughs> so you're cool with these people who you don't even know why they're in this prison being murdered by Nat just because they're in prison? Is that what you're I'm saying? I'm okay with it. I didn't say that. I just said that you guys just casually said who cares about the guy with the broken arm we're moving on and now everyone's worried about i the, said the who cares lives. about the level of damage to his broken arm i thought it was really Whatever. brutal 
whatever. That's fine. She Go pays. Ahead. No, she doesn't care about these innocent people who died. That's fair. It's I don't way, disagree with you. Way more people died when Ultron was around, and they dropped an entire city that wound up exploding into a bunch of particles that probably killed a shit ton of people, anyways. Like, it's irrelevant. Who cares about those people? Did they have They're to have dead. an avalanche? I don't think so. I think that the scene could have been perfectly fine if there was no avalanche. And they just escaped. And they just escaped, and it was it with was, people it was shooting at them. They ride shooting into the at them and rockets, <laughs> and they were dodging yes. it. This movie just does so many dumb things that are so like unnecessary I, and just it, it's mind boggling. I have that in my notes. I'll I'll leave it for the end. Yes, um, I don't think I think the avalanche was dumb. After they pick up pops, but it also fun. makes sense in where they were. No, it doesn't. Nobody would Other have than thought the fact that they you know, were that in rocket. Snow. That rocket blowing up should have caused that snow to come cascading down those mountains. Yeah, I wouldn't even have thought about it. Anyway, he gets punched in the face from Yolanda whenever he gets on the helicopter. Uh, he asks her if it's her time of the month. She says, "The period dipshit." They ripped out the uterus. There's some talk about ovaries missing and floating foods and stuff. The the way she acted this scene was pretty funny though. Um, yeah. Like when she's doing the like, you know, they just they get in there <laughs> and they rip it. They just cut, cut, and they rip. Dude, I liked how like clinical they were with this. Like they were, it was no bullshit. Like yeah, they ripped out our uterus and our ovaries, and like oh my god, like wow. So yeah, it's but they're so hardened already. They're like hardened fucking killers, so they can talk about this like oh this is no problem. I. Okay, I, I wrote this. I, I wrote this in my notes actually. Um, I wish that they hadn't t- started talking about that type of um, uh, stuff as a joke, um, because uh, they they've alluded to these girls being like sterilized for multiple movies now, and um, I thought that they would actually maybe not not i don't i don't need to see it graphically but just kind of allude to the fact that this was part of the program and the fact that they just kind of mention it um like you said bernie at the beginning her mom says just don't worry about when they rip out your uterus and you're like why would they put that in the beginning of the film that's so weird no, i made that up <laughs> oh she didn't say that no dumbass. <laughs> Okay, well, I only remember I only saw this movie once. I thought that was an actual line that she said. So I thought maybe it was something I missed. Oh, that would have been hilarious. Yeah. Okay. Because no. no, threw that, that in. That would have been hilarious. Yeah. Okay, so she didn't say that. But then this is the scene where they actually start focusing on the fact that all of these no, girls yeah, have been Yeah, it's wildly sterilized. inappropriate. Yes. Yeah. And they're just talking about it like it's a joke. Like, remember, Dad, they just went in there and they cut me up. And Yeah, I but just, I, I think it's like Skay was saying. These are like. They're trained mentally to to deal with this stuff this way, and they're and they're being like tough to their dad, who they but just saved, not, and though, dad's trying to come in like, oh, we've oh, seen oh, the oh. fact that she can't oh, have you. bother her in previous movies. Yes, correct. And I, I just I just wish that this was I, I know it's for a PG thirteen film with Disney at the helm. It's hard to kind of show all this stuff you've been alluding to. I just think there was a better way to do it than just a, a joke on a helicopter. It's, it's devastating to Natasha. We've yeah, seen it in other movies that she can't have her own family, especially when she sees Clint's family. Exactly. It's very. Yeah. It's a very tough subject. No, I get it. And and this to me was something they could have definitely done differently. Um, just to, you know, just in my opinion. 
All right. So uh, they ask him, or they tell him they're gonna that he's gonna tell them where the red room is. And he laughs and he says, "I don't know where the red room is," which makes sense because two scenes ago, Yolanda says that it moves all the time. So how the fuck would a guy who's been in prison for twenty plus years know where it is if it moves all the time, right? Sure. <laughs> so, um, well, but, we need, but they thought need, he was his right hand man, right? But he's he's been in prison. <laughs> Why would he know where it is if it's so secret? Why were they giving him status updates every day as they're moving his Maybe he he's knows like the El guy. Chapo in prison. Like <laughs> yeah, he gets okay. the updates. He's still with the gang, telling him what to do. Dig a tunnel a... out and ride a motorcycle out of the prison. Yeah, we need to we need to fill in forty minutes of movie so he doesn't know if we need to go find mom now. Mom's the MacGuffin that we need to go find. Um so Did you say McMuffin? Is this burnt appetite? Are we McMuffins? What? I said McGuffin, but yeah, McMuffin works. Um, He knows where the mom is, though. Yes, that he knows after twenty years. But but then, when the mom is brought up, what do the what is what is uh, what does Natasha say? I thought she was dead. They both thought she was dead. Yeah, everybody in this movie thinks everybody's dead. Like that, I wrote that down in my notes. Everyone thinks everyone is dead all the time. No one's alive, but then they're alive, but then they're not alive. I hated that. Um, I can't. I I just I I started getting angry. Yeah. What, at this point. what is this like? The fifth person that they thought yeah, this was is dead. The fifth person. Drakov's dead. His daughter's dead. Oh no, she's not. Oh yes, she is. And my mom's dead. Oh no, she's not. She's over here in the secret garden. Shut up. <laughs> It doesn't get any better. I'm sick. I, <laughs> I, I start getting angry at this point. Every I wrote, everybody thinks everybody is dead all the time. <laughs> Dumb. It's lazy she's, and it's terrible. Hey, she's hey. not dead. We need to start flying through here, guys. Go, so, go. I'm going to start power, power what, through here. Why are we doing a short uh, version of <laughs> We're MCU? at an hour 30 and we have a lot of movie. We have an hour of movie left. So oh. It goes quick from here, though. I it feel. does go quick from here, yeah. Um, the mom's training pigs outside St. Petersburg, so they just go there. They have a little family reunion. Yep. Red Guardian is groaning in the bathroom, trying on his old suit as everyone's <laughs> sitting around dinner, which is really, <clears throat> really, really funny. It was funny. Um, and, and a little weird. Like, why is that the first thing you want to do? <laughs> why is his suit there? Because uh, I think him and uh, what's her name had a little thing going. The way they were For acting. Twenty years they kept it. They, I know, but the way they were talking, she wouldn't throw I mean? that. To her, he's been he's in that prison for life, so she wouldn't throw this costume out. She just kept it as like a memento or what? Maybe know. who cares? I, I, I didn't. I didn't hate the fact that he wanted to try on the suit. He's talked very highly of funny. the suit for a while. That guy tries on old suit in his yeah, prime time. It's, it's fine. funny. I liked it. Well, it's all right. And it goes back to like when he was talking to Nat, Nat about. Did he talk about me? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Asking her about Captain America. Did Correct. he say anything about him and all that stuff? Yeah, yeah. That, that's fine. Um, she demonstrates how the pigs are mind controlled. She can even stop them breathing. Um, the pig's name is Alexi because they look similar. Ha ha ha. Um, Yolanda gets mad because they're all talking about Ohio as just like this job and like this yeah. thing they had to do. But to her, as you know, an eight-year-old, it was the best time of her life. That was yeah. the only happy memory she has. Um, and everyone's just like, like throwing it away, and it really upsets her. 
Yeah, I wrote that in here. I was like, having your best memories from childhood being fake. That's a really good storyline. Like, yeah. I, I like that a lot. Nat is told that her mom didn't abandon her. She was chosen as based on genetic potential as an infant. Mm -hmm. So her mom sold her instead. So your mom's not a bad person. She didn't abandon you. She just sold you. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like what the fuck? Why is this in that movie? There's nothing to the movie. Why? Like why? Why is this in this movie? Yeah, just I I agree with you because I thought maybe at the end there it might come back, but it it's didn't. It's irrelevant. <laughs> it didn't come back uh, at all. Like unless, just let her be. Unless, a, uh, maybe uh, it does at the end. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about that when we get there. But it's so it's so stupid and like not worth mentioning at all for what it is. Like. Uh, Anyway, her mom kept looking for her after she sold her because she regretted it or something, as one would if you sold your child. And Drakoff kills her for it. So Nat's looking through the photo album that she wanted to take from the beginning of the movie. And they have pictures that they took um, that were staged to make it look like a real family. So on one day, they would film fake Christmas, fake Easter, you know, Thanksgiving, whatever. But um, this is also when we kind of learned that Natalie actually knew why they were in Ohio, right? Yeah, she she knew. Uh, I always had the impression that she knew exactly what they Natasha, were. Natasha, sorry. Yeah, I I well, they kind of alluded to it, but this is where you, it's confirmed because she's like, I remember taking those pictures. Yeah, and the boxes were empty, but I still wanted to open them all. all yeah. Um, the mom, Malena reveals that she called Drakoff and they are on their way. Uh, Red Guardian is talking Yolanda down from her rage and starts singing American Pie. That makes her instantly feel better, so she's cool. Um, lights go out and Taskmaster and an army have arrived. They all get knocked out with like dark guns and electric sticks, especially Red Guardian. He gets shot by like 20 of them. That was, that was pretty funny. I like that. Yeah, he got shot by the one, and it's like, oh, He's you like, think you'll take me down with it? And then he gets yeah. shot with like 20 more. <laughs> <laughs> he gets shot with like 20 more of them. Uh, there, are, there are parts to this movie that are funny and pretty good. Um, they wake up on a plane and they're headed to the red room. But wait, the red room as isn't actually a place on the ground, it's in the sky. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, what a twist. No one would ever see a giant base floating in the sky behind one tiny cloud. It's a, or if it's heaven a cloud. forbid, the it's skies a big cloud. would ever clear at no. all. If that cloud years. is generated by the Red Room, clearly. There's always that cloud floating in the sky. Come on, dude. Okay. Yeah, I thought so, the sky, the sky red so that room was satellite right. in 1995 that could pinpoint them <laughs> in Ohio in the airfield can't pick up this giant flying base in the sky. I mean, You're not looking for it in the clouds. You're looking you. on the ground. You're scanning the ground. Come on, dude. Fuck you. Well, if you're Jesus scanning the ground Christ. and there's something between you and the ground, it'll show up. Wow. It's you don't <laughs> look at the clouds. See, it's not how satellites work. And not think it's the stupidest fucking thing you've ever seen in your life. I, I wanted to walk out of the movie theater when I saw this. I was like, I nope, I'm done. I didn't hate it as much as that. This is stupid. No, it's I didn't so hate it either. Like, no whatever. plane in the cloud. flying throughout Russia in 20 <laughs> years ever saw this fucking base in the or sky. Or ran Fuck into you. it. Okay, wait a minute. Stupid. But can't, can't, 
can't Russia, the, the entire country, be involved in this program and and do their best to make sure that this? No, not never according seen. to what's his name. Yeah, they just tell the world, hey, you know, you can't fly an airplane in this radius of our I country can right here. That and then our satellites, no our satellites zones. wouldn't you be like. You cannot tell me that there are countries that tell the United States you are not allowed to fly over this particular area. Okay, and I then know you have that spy exists. satellites to be like, why can't we fly over this area? Saying, and they look and they're like, oh, okay. I'm, <laughs> look, I'm not saying it's the best. it's the best story writing ever. I'm just saying when I found out it was in the sky, I didn't want to walk out of this the doesn't yeah this doesn't break the movie it doesn't, it man. doesn't break the movie for me that's like absolutely oh, it's, breaks the movie it's, it's not the on the dumbest ground. fucking thing in the world yeah i just think that you hated this movie an hour and a half ago so now everything they do is just piling on to the trash pile how how is this not the dumbest fucking thing in the world base in the sky are you kidding me bernie because my mind does not start thinking real world scenarios okay Stupid. we're talking Rockets this is a Black Widow movie. This is supposed to be the most grounded as it gets in the MCU. <laughs> Nobody has superpowers in this. The Taskmaster does. In you reality. can put a chip in his head and he can go mimic you immediately. Yes. The, okay. not, you know, there are people who have superpowers. I wanted to walk out. Instead, I fell asleep in the movie theater for like 10 minutes. <laughs> and I woke myself up with the loudest snore ever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this isn't even the worst reveal of the movie but whatever okay we, fine we see some widows training uh they're mostly just dancing with guns um <laughs> but they are they're just like yeah, rotating yeah, their bodies that's, that's <laughs> i mean that's a good description i don't i don't disagree that's a new olympic event you haven't seen that dancing it's in the dancing. summer olympics this year they've had uh, trials for that on tv i've watched some of those <laughs> Milana goes to talk to Drakov. Drakov tells her to solve this problem. Uh, he tells her to solve the problem with the antidotes and gases, uh, since she's the science person. You know, she knows what bioluminescence is on lightning bugs. <laughs> on this. He sits her down and he's like talking super close to her and like into her hair and stuff, which is so weird. Uh, tells her to cut Yolanda's brain out and identify the weakness. So they can make like a anti anti <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and then it cuts to them doing like trying to do just that. They're prepping her. They draw the little line across her head. Why they wouldn't sedate her during this part of the prep, you know, just in case she woke up and fought them about it. I don't understand. <laughs> like they like she should be knocked out at this point. Right. And then you prep her and then you cut her brain open. I think they were trying to show the cruel aspect of it is that he was going to do the procedure without her being asleep. No, I think they need her to sleep so she can escape. I mean, yeah, I, your point makes sense, too. I'm just saying, like, the way I saw it is that, you know, they, they, that this guy was pissed and wanted it to wanted her to suffer. They wanted it to be painful. Yeah, you're going to be awake. No, but they, have, they make brain. the syringe to knock her out right after that. Oh, As she's escaping, they have the syringe for it. Yeah, so they're going right. to put her under anyway. So why right. wouldn't they just do it before they did the marker? Yeah, you win. Okay, that's that's good. That's a good point. Uh, it cuts to Nat and Red Guardian. They're in prison cells. No way out, even though uh, like Red Guardian can't like bust through them with a the strength or anything. They're pretty pretty stuck in there. Uh, Milana asks Drakoff about Nat. He says she's a traitor. He said he put those chemicals in her to turn her into... Or he says he wants to put those chemicals in her to 
turn her into like one of those pigs that can be controlled. Can you imagine what it would be like to have an Avenger under my control? Uh, oh, she's she said, an Avenger? Yep, another yes. reference to her being an Avenger. <laughs> she says, wouldn't you like to speak to her first? And he says, when you look into the eyes of a child you raised, no mask in the world can hide that. And then rips off her mask to reveal that it's Nat the whole time. Oh, oh shoot. What a switcheroo. My favorite movie trope. Hatch a plan off camera and reveal it later. Can I, uh, can I talk <laughs> about Dracov for a second? No, because we're going to keep going. To... We'll talk to him We'll talk to him in a minute. Okay. I want to get into important things wanna, about Dracov. I just want to get my... And then we'll talk about him. I'm gonna, okay. Don't forget that. I know what you're going to say. We will I talk about so. it. I so. Good. Let's go. We will talk about it. Um, I don't mind the hatching a plan off screen and then I don't revealing either. it. I thought it was all right. But this does it like four times, and that—that's I started to get annoyed by it. Because they kept going Once, back to the to yes, the they kept going back to it. Yeah, I another problem too. would arise, and then they'd go off screen, and be like, "Oh, this is how it was solved." Yeah, and they did it like three times. Like, I oh, agree. God, I said that was way too many flashbacks. Um, it cuts back to Nat in prison. And she rips her mask off. Uh, she built the prison, so she knows everything about it. So she escapes immediately. Uh. She's on comms with Yolanda and tells her that she hit a knife by her leg. And so she uses it to get out. She kills all the doctors. Which is why has a doctor used to date him before you mark her the head? <laughs> if they would have done that, wouldn't have this problem. Uh, flashes to the plan off camera again and how that worked with the earpiece. So that's number two. <clears throat> um only that scene is just to explain why Red Guardian doesn't have an earpiece. I think <laughs> the whole point of that scene. Well, uh, so he can keep giving his speech to the girls, right? Yeah. I didn't even write that in my notes because I don't care. Uh, cuts back to Nat. She says her plan is to kill Dracoff. She asks him what her mom's name was. He tells her about burying her by a tree of pink blossoms. Tombstone said unknown. She says... Do- you don't. Did you feel anything when you, um, when I killed your daughter? And then we get the reveal that Taskmaster is his daughter. Oh dun, my god! Dun, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> but then there's another plot twist. Taskmaster isn't his daughter. It's actually Deadpool from Wolverine Origins. <laughs> wow! Skay, <laughs> uh, what were your what? thoughts on the reveal? Deadpool uh, from Wolverine Origins is the worst character of all time, and that's basically what Taskmaster was in this movie. Um, what were your thoughts on the reveal? I didn't really expect it. <laughs> I was really? Kinda, yeah. At this uh, point? Was, yeah, oh, man, at this I point, did. I didn't really expect it. I did. Um, the whole, like, the mask thing I that they I just did in this last scene? In this movie. No. Um... The, the whole, like, plan thing where they put the masks on for this, mm-hmm. I didn't see that coming either. That was, like, no. su- that surprised me. No, why would you see that coming? I mean, you saw the masks sitting there, but you don't know what those were for. No, like, no I don't think any of That's Mission Impossible saw... level shit. Yeah, yeah, nobody saw that coming. I, don't, I think that's, even if you think it wasn't a good surprise, I think we all were like, oh, okay. That... I didn't guess that. But I did guess the daughter being Taskmaster. I didn't really, like guess that at all i i didn't know what taskmaster was some kind of like robot some autonomous thing i i i didn't get it i don't see uh, i knew before 
watching this movie that Taskmaster was going to be a female. I just knew it. I, I thought it might be her sister. And then when I saw her, her sister was more involved differently, I was like, and then they kept showing the daughter. That's when I was like, oh. It was pretty well known that Taskmaster was a female. We just didn't know anything about it. Yeah. Correct. Um, so they hit it over. They hit you over the head with the daughter a million times. Yeah. Rami, what do you think of the comparisons to Deadpool from Wolverine Origins? I think that's ac- I think that's accurate to a point. Um, Deadpool from Wolverine Origins is one of the most hated uh, decisions by any studio ever in the history of, of like geekdom, right? Because you took a really cool character like Deadpool you, you shaved his entire body, you sewed his mouth shut, and you gave him laser beam eyes. It's the, one of the dumbest decisions You're not You're ever. not far off from describing what happened so, to Taskmaster. Yeah, Taskmaster in the comics is a, a very, very awesome um, villain. Um, the only thing that it's I can... It's the same as Deadpool. For, it's a loudmouth yeah. ex-mercenary, yeah. cracking jokes... Yeah, they took away everything that made them a character, stripped it from them, made it so they can't talk, so they basically sh- sewed her mouth shut. Um, yeah. And it's just a point. It's a pointless villain. She didn't do like anything in this movie. Uh, and a lot of people will be like, "Oh, people who read comics, that's why you didn't like Taskmaster." No, I don't like Taskmaster because it's a shitty character. It's just yeah. a shitty character. It's a shitty villain. It's a shitty character in this movie. It has nothing to do with comic expectations. I don't care that it's a woman. I don't care about any of that stuff. It doesn't matter. The character's bad. Taskmaster is a bad character in this movie. I think that Very you bad. guys that had some, you know, like some expectations from the comics, I think you probably, your expectations were a little too high. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, see, that's why it's good to have Skay on this podcast because he can kind of just. I just said anger. it's not about my expectations for from the comics. It's it's not a character. It's a, a shitty robot. But Bernie, it does nothing. She's cannot, in the movie for like ten minutes. You cannot. You cannot. I understand. You cannot tell me though that your knowledge of the Taskmaster character can just be ignored, because it can't. Because I cannot. I cannot. But that's not say, why I don't like this character. But it is a little bit. I think I, I think your expectations were just a little too high. Too. I, I cannot I cannot go. I don't space. like Dracoff. Dracoff's not a comic fucking character. Dracoff's a fucking horrible villain. Guy. I cannot enter Skay's He's a horrible brain villain. Because Skay is looking to a Taskmaster as a complete unknown. I don't know who this character is. I don't know what you're talking about. All I see is a cool armored shield throwing that does what? That arrow does what? shooting arrow under cars shooting, and it's throwing them down, down the swords. subway. Yeah, yeah what, are you, what, do that's, what does Taskmaster do that's so like meaningful in this movie? Nothing, but 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 to the audience that doesn't matter because it's just what? some sort of cyborg implanted mission based uh do this and look cool doing it. Like I, I'm telling you, your anger is because you know who how cool Taskmaster is in the comics and you can't No, I'm telling you it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with being well, a shitty villain. All right, I, okay. We think villain, we no just think you're is. lying, Bernard. Yeah, it's just, you're lying. I can't separate the two. When I found out that it was his kid, it made me very upset because I, I knew that. that that's where they were going. I didn't like that. The and name's not Tony Masters. Her name's Antonia. I don't care. I don't know how they're going to. They're not going to be able to redeem this character either the, because. Yeah, but you know the the other side of the problem is 
if this character had spoken at any point, well, I guess they could have used the mask and covered up her voice, but I think that's what they're thinking. Like, if this character speaks, then everybody's going to know the reveal. And but blah, let me blah, ask blah. you this. Why doesn't anybody in Disney <laughs> understand that if they take a, a character such as Taskmaster, knowing the history of the character and how people react to stuff like this, and knowing what they've done with characters in the past, like Deadpool, that they had to completely they didn't do revamp? That. Why would they do this? Who they didn't would, do who Deadpool. Would agree to this? But they invented Drakoff, and Drakoff's worse than fucking Taskmaster He's is. Way worse, and I cannot wait to talk about him. We're when are two we seconds away from talking about this fat piece of crap. We're two seconds away from talking about him. All right. All right. He dismisses Taskmaster, and Nat says you shouldn't have done that. Um, pulls a gun on him, and we find out his true villain name, <laughs> which, which is Poison Harvey, because. <laughs> He, uh, he's Harvey Weinstein with the powers of Poison Ivy. <laughs> pretty much this guy's character. Um, he he implanted things in all the widows um, so when they smell his pheromones, they can't kill him or attack <laughs> him, which is the dumbest fucking thing it's, I've ever heard in my life. Really? <laughs> hey, it's... hey, hey, uh, Natasha. Take 20 steps back and then shoot the fat piece of shit in the head and kill him. Okay? <laughs> you can't smell him from 20 feet away. Movie's over. Good job. You did it. Dude, so fucking stupid. Let's rate and review. Rank him and rate him, baby. <laughs> this so guy, stupid. This guy is the worst. One of the, maybe the worst. The worst villain concept that Marvel has come up with. I'm not talking about the worst. Fox or Sony or whatever. I'm All talking about oh, he's the worst. All of them. Th- this bad guy. Listen to me. When they when they first entered his secret layer office in the sky, he's just a fat loser. Who has dirty cafeteria dishes all over his office? Soup cans. Uh, his office is surrounded by like cough syrup bottles and dirty clothes. He's just—I I didn't see any of that. But... Dude, Dude, there was disgusting cafeteria trays and food all over his office. Rami. What? Take it easy on Bernie, dude. That's a, like that's harsh. He's—he is a fat piece of shit, womanizing, pheromone-giving loser i don't know who came up with this guy he smells he's got food all over his office and just dirty clothes everywhere <laughs> and this is this is the villain that they put in this film this dude is the is the, is the is the is the mastermind behind the black widow program get fucking bent fuck you stupid. the worst i hated this guy awful hey. Wait, I want to hear Bernie. Did you hate him because he was fat and stinky? Uh, I hate him because my expectations I had for him. <laughs> no, he his pheromones stopped you from being his pheromones stopped a gun from being able to be fired. Like, what are you talking about? Anyway, uh, I still have he a whole bunch more movie to get through here. Oily car salesman type guy. That you could ever come up with, and it's yeah. just Marvel's smarter than that. They're smarter than just just making just some. I don't feel like they gave guy. a shit about this movie. I honestly it's don't feel like they really gave a shit about this movie. It's really disappointing that they picked this as the villain. It's awful. It's really awful. Um, I, I feel like this should have been a Disney Plus series. They probably could have actually explained more probably. too. Probably. 
You think it would have been better if it was a Disney Plus series? Yeah, because they could have done more backstories on people and explained more stuff. And then the dumb villain pheromone thing wouldn't be as bad because it's not a movie theater. You know, it's not like a, a movie. You know what I mean? Movies are always so far above the shows. This movie was meant to be released last year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. supposed to be yeah. released in the summer of 2020. Yeah. I think right. I think COVID probably hurt that. I think this movie is just meant as one of those kind of in-between movies. Like, it's an establishing film. It's meant to be like a hurry bridge. Up. Yeah, it was meant to hurry up, make your billion dollars, get the fuck out of there before anyone cares about it, and then move on to the next big thing. Right. They're They're... This is a not wait two years to hype film. the movie up. Yeah, and this and this years. is the the big movie to start Marvel up again too. All right, we're gonna power through here, fellas, because we got quite a lot left. Uh, Taskmaster goes down to fight uh, Red Guardian and Melena, who have been standing there doing nothing for about twenty minutes <laughs> during all this stuff. Uh, Still outside the cells. Can you believe that? Ridiculous. Uh, they cut to Yolanda, and she does the superhero landing thing, and then does like the ooh. Uh, funny, great, loved it. Also, when she took out this guard, it was pretty fucking cool. I don't know yeah. what she did, but it was awesome. Yeah, she did some sort of like <laughs> flip, break his neck at the same time. It was, it was really cool. pretty sweet. Uh, she breaks into her part of the mission. Uh, real easily steals the vials back. She's good to go. She did her part. Uh, Milena is uh, just pretty much told Red Guardian to fuck off, and she left him there to fight Taskmaster. And uh, she goes to hack into uh, the controls of this uh, base in the sky to make it land, and is caught by Dracoff on his little tablet that he has. So he locks her in there and overrides whatever she was doing. Uh, meanwhile, Nat's talking shit on Dracoff to get him mad to punch her in the face, specifically in the nose area, which seems odd, but she's really targeting that. I assume it's to break like an optical nerve or something so she can't smell his pheromones anymore, but uh, it's just a guess. Olfactory. Um, Olfactory ding, nerve. Ding, ding, ding. She, oh. uh... <laughs> whatever. Who gives a fuck? It's stupid, anyway. Uh... She sees him use his ring to turn on the, the world controlling computer. Uh, so now we know that we need to get that ring. Uh, Milana escapes her situation by going through the vents. Red Guardian fights Taskmaster some more. Dracoff. <sighs> Dracoff tells Nat that his network of widows help him control the world. One command, the stock markets crumble. A quarter of the world will starve. How? How the fuck? How? How do these I, widows control any of this stuff? I don't know. What can the widows do to cause the world stock markets to crumble immediately? What can they do to make the quarter of the world starve? I don't know. Like how? How would they be responsible for that with one little push of a button? I don't understand it. Well, because they don't explain it. So we're just we're just left to infer that this is something that's possible. We're just like, oh okay. Wow. Basically, <laughs> he then he then delivers the worst line in the history of the MCU. He tells Nat that once she's under his control, he can come out of the shadows and start using the only natural resource the world has too much of: girls. 
Oh, that was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> that was the uh, uh, You know, someone in the writing room was like, yeah, that's such a cool line. <laughs> well, they were so. playing the, uh, what was it, the BC Boy song? Girls! <laughs> All I really want is girls! <laughs> yeah, and then they got real mad about having to hear that song every day. So, like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to make this movie that's so against girls. <laughs> I agree. Robbie's going to like it. Oh, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Natasha is smiling because she remembered there's another scene that we didn't film yet because it's off camera um, where (laughs) Milena tells her about the breaking of the nerve thing to not be able to smell his uh, poison Poison Harvey's pheromones. Dwayne, that is the title of this episode, by the way, Poison Harvey. I thought of that in two seconds. I thought of that in the movie theater. I was like, is this guy Poison Harvey? And then I like laughed to myself. (laughs) <laughs> that's a good title <laughs> that's fine um, so she, she does what all people would do in this situation and she smashes her fucking face off the desk I, I, I like that I, I mean that's pretty hardcore what else is she going to do to do it yeah I yeah. mean that was, that's pretty that's brutal fine. I did Whatever. I liked it too she, the, was, the CG, she was really tough yeah the CGI of I, like we the, all know you love your tough people Skay. I do the CGI well, I, of the bone being severed I mean that looks real I also like the fact that this went back to like the Avengers when she like turns around and she's like, "Thank you for your cooperation." <laughs> like, like yeah. you know, she was smiling and happy. Like she all of a sudden switched to she's not the, the yeah, scared she, little girl anymore. She used her yeah. her skills to get information out of him, and then and then she and got then his plan him. right, so she, she knew what to plan. do to take him down. Exactly, she let him talk. That wasn't the worst. And I did, I just, I did a quick Googling of, I just Googled severed olfactory nerve. And the first thing that popped up was like an image of like blunt force, like trauma impact to the front of the head, which she did. She bashed her head into that desk. And I think she told him, you didn't hit me hard enough. And (laughs) that was, that was tough. She was, she was badass. That was a good thing. That wasn't, that wasn't bad. I, I thought that was fine. She attacks him. He uh, accidentally hits an alarm, which is convenient. And all the widows start grabbing weapons off the wall. Uh, Milana goes to the engine room and uh, fights some people, breaks this thing on the ceiling that falls and hits the fans that are keeping the building up. Uh, it starts blowing up and starts crashing down to earth. Bernie's losing uh, but it well, and, and she just she just flies out of there with her little, I don't know what you call it, repelling gun, right? She, she, through she, through the uh, shrapnel, the batarang. She, she threw the batarang up there. Sure. <laughs> she just walks away. She's just like on the fe- or in her earpiece talking to people as this stuff's crashing all around her. Um, so the red room's starting to blow up everywhere, but it goes slowly enough for us to finish this movie, which is really convenient for us. Um, Yolanda goes. Uh, to the widows where they saw them dance training with their guns, but they aren't there. Uh, she knows her way around this building, though, so she'll show up just in time to sprinkle dust on them, I bet. Uh, more Red Guardian <laughs> Taskmaster fighting, but who cares? Uh, Milana's that fight ta- wasn't that good. We don't even have to talk no, about it. No, it was stupid. It was, it was really bad. I was looking forward to that, and it was I know. Hard. I wanted to see him, like, do something, like, even, like, punch her and have her go flying like he has super strength, but he does, like, 
It's not even like that. Or he's like old and hugger. fat, though. He's just like just bear old hugger. and fat. He can't he's do still, anything. He's still him, stronger. I wanted he's strong, him but... I wanted yeah. him to get his, his redemption, his outfit on, saving the day. I'm going to fight a villain. Let me show them my strength. It was a uh, very weak fight. Real quick, can we talk about why does he continually carry the helmet wherever he goes? <laughs> did you? Did anybody else him? notice that? That's like, his he, shit. That's he, him. He, he went to talk to yeah, Yelena in the other room. He brought the helmet. He went over here. He brought the helmet. He's a big name guy, uh, actor. He wants his face shown, so he doesn't want to hide it with a helmet. But he he's also always ready to go. Anytime he throws that helmet on, Red Guardian's <laughs> here, baby. Let's go. Sure. I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll take that, Skay. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, Milana teleports immediately from the engine room to the holding cells and knocks Taskmaster... Uh, into the uh, prison cell things and locks her in. She did a little like monkey uh, move. Yeah, <laughs> fucking. <laughs> uh, Natasha gets stopped by a group of widows and Drakoff runs away as they all take turns fighting Nat one on one. There's 20 of them, but they never attack 20 on one <laughs> at the same time. They each take their turns. So Nat pretty much beats the shit out of them there for about two minutes. Uh, she had like three on her at one time. Uh, this scene is like ten minutes long too. <laughs> the shit is one on one fighting. It all looks cool. She looks super badass fighting all these bad widows. But by the way, but then she just starts shooting them with her bracelets. I'm like, why don't you just start with that? Yeah. <laughs> why wasn't that your go-to? Why didn't you do that to Poison Harvey? <laughs> Like you smash your face and then shoot him with your fucking bracelet and he's done. He's knocked out. You win. <laughs> or that gun that you had that you <laughs> that you aimed at him. Or that knife that you couldn't stab him with. Lots of options. Um, she eventually gets overpowered. but And this is really nice. The bad black widows circle up around her in such a tight formation that it's about the perfect size if someone were to throw like let's say 15 vials of pixie dust and it were to explode <laughs> above them and come down, that circle is the perfect size for that to hit all of them. They were all circling in to beat the shit out of her. What are you talking about? They had to be close. Yeah. How are he, you going to stomp and kick her if yeah. you're not close? And, it was great. It was and I think the one-on-one thing was supposed to be because he, he said make her suffer. So they mm. had to keep beating her. Okay, so make her suffer. <laughs> Attack person who is an avenger one-on-one to really make her you know really bring the pain <laughs> when i say make her suffer i think hey all 20 of you get baseball bats and just pound the fucking shit out of her <laughs> but whatever um so yolana throws the vials and every single one of them explode every one of them nope no Dwayne, nope. every one of them explode <laughs> And all these widows uh, are all free from their mind control. Uh, so that's pretty sweet. Uh, let's see where are we. Widows all leave to find Drakoff with Yolana because they're all good guys now. Nat stays behind to upload um, all the files onto a uh, like a disc. All his plans and the. Names and locations of all these girls and widows that he has under his control. 
Uh, Drakoff, whose ring is the most important thing in the world to him, uh, never feels it being stolen. Good, good spy would be able to do that easily. No problem there. Yeah, but not a fat, stinky guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that ring's going to be on that fat fucking finger real tight. That ain't coming off. That ain't coming off with a, without a big tug. Um, notice it's on his pinky, too, because that's the least fattest finger he has. <laughs> <laughs> it was originally a ring finger, but then he got too fat. He couldn't fit it on this. So with his pinky. Um, she snaps her nose back, which was pretty gross. That was, it was gross. Um, the whole base is blown up nice and slow still. That's great for all this to happen. Uh, not even affected at all at this point. And the second she pulls that um, drive from the computer, then where she's standing starts to be affected by the blowing up of this Shit stage. starts happening now. And, oh, fuck. There are two vials left on the ground that didn't explode <laughs> when uh, Yolanda threw them up in the air. Holy shit. That's, that's amazing because you could use one to analyze and make more of, which is perfect. And the other one you could use if, like, someone's daughter was... Um, locked in a cell somewhere and was mind controlled. <laughs> if you wanted to like redeem this ledger that you held on to your entire life to like try to make it up to him, you could use that other one. Is this a Chekhov's vial? <laughs> yeah, Chekhov's bile from this piece of shit movie. Uh, so let's see. Uh, speaking of Taskmaster. Natasha falls uh, down a couple decks and lands right in front of the cell where Taskmaster is, which is amazing luck. Sets her free for reasons unknown. And uh, right before they get into a fight, each of their halves of the thing, the room they're in, breaks so they go their separate ways. Red Guardian and Milana get in a ship that's uh, nicely not been blown up yet. Uh, but as they go to start it up, it falls off and... Um, so they have to fly through all this debris from the, the building falling apart. Uh, successfully. Don't, don't yeah, that. successfully. Not really, <laughs> not really an inconvenience at this point. Nat um, falls exactly where she has to from this um, scaffolding. Like, literally, like, they show where it is, and it's nowhere near this, like, landing strip where Drakeoff is headed. But then, like, it just cuts to her, like, the whole building, like, just falling perfectly so she could just, like, drop a foot. On, Pretty on convenient. It was convenient, <laughs> for sure. So, uh, yeah, she does that, but she sees Yolanda up ahead of her, and she jumps onto the top of this uh, hella, or not helicopter, this ship thing that Drakoff's in, and um, she pulls out this stick thing, and she uh, stabs it. Um, so she she couldn't smell him because she's outside, all right. So the pheromones weren't affected. Well, and, she and was you got the stab. You got the jet fuel, you know. Yeah, helicopter other smells. Other smells happening. So she's totally fine yeah. to kill him at this point. So she stabs the uh, the engine of this thing and blows blows it up, and then uh, it propels her backwards off the ship. Bless you. Thank you. Uh, to her death, Yolanda is dead. Um, she's not surviving this. She, uh, unless there's a random parachute just sitting on the side of this runway that Nat could grab 
yeah. as she's running towards I wrote the that in my notes. Random parachute <laughs> on the ground. Yeah. Also very convenient. Yeah. Really? Just a lot of convenience here. Yeah. So she uh, ends up... Well, first off, Yolanda's not hit by any piece of falling debris as she's falling to her death, which is also convenient. Just avoiding all of it, even big pieces. Like there's like a little hole in a big piece that her like limp body like goes through and stuff. It's so ridiculous. Uh, Nat catches up to her though. But even and... uh, Nat goes through like another helicopter or some shit, right? Like she oh, like yeah. stumbles in it and then jumps out again. Oh yeah. Uh, so Nat catches up to her and then uh, puts the parachute on her and deploys it. And Which is parachute... very easy to do when you're in a free fall. Just put the well the <laughs> the parachute also doesn't get hit by any piece of burning debris <laughs> to put a hole in it, which is like, can you imagine the the luck needed for that? I mean, that's perfect. Everything's showing up, Natasha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then out of nowhere, Taskmaster is free falling through the air, so Matt shoves Yolana back so they can have a midair fight scene. Uh, so fucking stupid. It looked cool though. Like when that whatever that thing was that they were like she put the hooks into and Taskmaster put the sword into. It looked cool. Like so, they look like solar panels, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Taskmaster deploys her shoot literally like twenty feet above the ground, and uh, that holds on to her. Uh, so they both land and they're perfectly fine. Uh, did you know? Did you see how close to the ground she de- supposedly deployed this shoot? Yeah. yeah, it was literally like thirty feet above the ground. Yeah. It was absurd. With with debris right above it, by the way, like all that shit they just fell off of was like oh, falling yeah, on fine. them. Um, so they land and then they immediately start fighting. Um, Matt eventually hops on her back and opens up her helmet using her little uh, thing on her forearm. And um, she punches a vial on the ground, and that shoots up into uh, Taskmaster's face um, and frees her from the mind control. So we're very lucky that the uh, strength of these glass vials are, uh, when it comes to falling, very tough. When it comes to <laughs> punching, you can just blast right through those things. <laughs> So yay, Taskmaster uh, is free. So that's cool, right? <laughs> um, Yolanda's safe. Red Guardian Milana is safe. Um, Ross, for some reason, is in Russia with a convoy heading to this big explosion <laughs> with like 20 well, cars. Why is she there? Because she, she had said she called. You know, she let Did them she know where that? they were. Did I miss yeah, that? yeah. Yeah, okay. she said. I'm going to let them know where we are so that because we need help. Okay, I totally missed that. I was like, why does he know that they're there? This is so ridiculous. But then it also takes them like 30 minutes to get to where they are, (laughs) even though they show them like right there driving. And then it's like 10 minutes of like celebrating and hugging and saying goodbye and stuff. And then the cars still aren't there. And then they show them. And then it's like another five minutes. Uh, but Yolanda gives her the vest to satisfy no one who was worried about how she got the vest. In <laughs> um, Nat sticks around and surrenders to Thunderbolt Ross while everyone else uh, flies away, including all the widows, Taskmaster, uh, Red Guardian, Yolanda, and Milana. 
Does Does anybody know why she stayed? Because because uh, she knew Thunderbolt Ross would release her immediately. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she surrenders like, and then like, like she's been like, on the run the whole movie. She's been on yeah. the run the whole movie. And then they finally get her and it's like they don't even show her captured captured. They don't even show them get out of the car. <laughs> it just shows the cars like driving up to her and then it cuts like, to black and then the like, next she she's on a motorcycle with blonde hair. No, for a minute when she was like, "Hey, you guys go, I'll I'll hold them off." I'm like, "Okay, that makes sense." But then that ship a black widow shows up. I'm like, "That's when you go, oh fuck, holding them off. I'm going with you." <laughs> like, why wouldn't you get in that ship with all the black widows and just fly off? I don't know. It cuts to two weeks later, and she has blonde hair riding a motorcycle. <laughs> so he let her go like immediately. Like, I don't yeah. understand. Basically, maybe because she got them. All the information he let her go, like Maybe. As a trade. They don't say it. Like you could easily just say, like, "All right, Thunderbolt like, Ross yeah. gets out on the car and says you're under arrest for being in violation." And she's like, reports. "Here." And she's like, "Here, I have this disc, you know, of of all these widows across the world causing damage to whatever." And they're like, "Okay, like there's some sort of like trade going on." Yeah. How easy of a scene is that to film? That take two <laughs> seconds. Agreed. Oh, okay. I agree. You're not wrong. Anyway, someone in this writing room thought this vest thing was really funny because she's wearing the vest with long hair. <laughs> Unreal. Bag and Sag and Barry is sleeping on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere again. Because <laughs> that's all this character does is just sleep. And this time he got her a fucking Quinjet. He, he got did. her a Quinjet. How did he get her a Quinjet? No one knows. Know. Time and money. Time and money. Why does she need a Quinjet? No one knows. No one cares. Um, uh, just fucking end this piece of shit movie already, please. <laughs> she says she's going to break her friends out of prison and then flies away. And then it shows a tree with a bunch of lightning bugs and what kind of looks like pink blossoms. I didn't. I couldn't tell if that's what they were implying there. When that's they showed this tree, I thought it was, but then I was like, no, that's fucking stupid. Unless Nat knew that that's where the tree was. That's why she wanted the Quinjet brought there. Yeah. Or is this just a giant fucking convenience thing? But also, like, she's freed from Thunderbolt Ross. She just sticks around in Russia for two weeks to get this. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't fucking understand. <laughs> I don't understand why they showed this tree or the lightning bug. We, we don't know if she's still sense. in Russia. Well, I guess because of the tree you're saying. Well, right? if the tree is her mom, where her mom was yeah. buried, they didn't fucking carry her unknown dead ass to America to bury her. <laughs> right? No. Uh, yeah, so this movie ended pretty much the perfect way for this movie, and that's with another dumb decision. <laughs> um, so that is Black Widow. And we're now on to the end credit scene where... Skate, skate, cover your ears. <laughs> he, he's fine. They didn't I, care enough about this movie to make the animated end credits like they do in every other Marvel movie. Did you guys yeah. notice that? It just cuts it was weird. Credits. Yeah, it was yeah, like weird at the that. end. And I felt like throughout watching this movie that Marvel didn't care about this movie, or <laughs> Scarlett Johansson at times felt like she didn't care about this movie. It just like I don't know. It just felt like so and she, lazy. She was a producer on the movie too. Just a lot of it felt dumb and lazy. 
but it just cuts to like 15 minutes of black and white credits before we get to the mid credit end credit scene, whatever. And a lot of Marvel um, <clears throat> fans are very upset about this uh, end credit scene. Why? I'll explain why once Bernie goes over it. I think I know why. Um, okay. Yolanda gets out of a car with a dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, she goes to Nat's grave and she has named it Chekhov, right? Yep, she named the dog Chekhov. <laughs> she goes to Natasha's grave and has like a nice moment of like uh, picking up stuff, like brushing dust off, you know, picking up some like garbage, and like she's longing over the death of her sister, and she, you know, she clearly misses her and has this nice moment. She whistles, Mar- but Marvel. Um, doesn't allow sad moments to linger for more than two seconds, so it's interrupted by Julie Louise Dreyfus blowing her nose and just completely ruining this nice, That's why people nice are moment. Yeah. Um, she's That's why playing Skay. Who is she playing in this movie? Give the full name, please. The full name? I have no idea. She's playing. Uh, she's playing Valentina. Alain uh, She's playing Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Okay. Or I think it's Valentina Contessa Allegra de Fontaine. I think is the full the full name of it. Uh, which we saw in a cover your gay, a TV series, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier TV series is where we saw her premiere. She was actually supposed to premiere in this movie, which I think would have been a mistake. I think her reveal in the Winter Soldier. TV show was so much more impactful than this movie. I you agree. agree. Disagree. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, because again, a lot of people really like the fact that uh, the end credit scene was going to be her sister cleaning up her grave and taking away the leaves and putting a nice flower arrangement. And they thought that's where it was going to end. Not I don't care about that. I just mean like introducing the character itself. I don't care yeah. about the interrupting of the scene or anything. It's just, but then you have but then I'm saying the introduction to this character for the first time would be ruining that moment by blowing her nose and, but, and but, making everyone angry. But like, that's also the character that we even though we've now we've seen her in the first time, she this is the, it's the same character like same character, yeah. same mannerisms, I same agree, but, but on, people are saying brain. that Tony Stark got the send off of a hero and you know, uh, Black Widow made a, a very you know, similar sacrifice and didn't get that send off that they feel that 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 she should have. And here was Tony Marvel's didn't chance. snap away all of what happened in Endgame. Yeah, so I'm just saying that like this was the fans' way of getting that personal send off to Black Widow with a very nice scene at her grave and memorial site that was ruined by an old lady blowing her nose. But but this is also where I was saying like. Why wouldn't she be buried next to her mom? Like it's under, like it was under a tree. I'm like, oh, she's gonna be buried next to her mom. But did they nope. really? But but I mean, <laughs> the, the the fat piece of crap guy just told her that it was an unknown gravesite next to a. Cherry she downloaded house. all the information that guy had. Okay. Well. That's why I thought they showed the tree at the end of the movie. I thought that was the tree. <laughs> do you want? Do you want to be buried to your mom? You know who sold you? I don't know. Well, it was a anyway. Very let's fucking end this movie, wait, please. Point of the when, movie. Who gives when, a shit? When did Black Widow die? What? Oh, shit. <laughs> no. 
Whoops. You already watched those movies. You admitted yeah, that they the really first good. movie we watched. I mean, I mean, comes out of nowhere. He's like, "Wait a minute, this isn't supposed to happen." I do kind of know what happens at the end, but it's been I, anyway, the beginning that I missed. Okay, let's power through, fellas. We could save all this for our final thoughts. All right. Uh, she tells Yolanda that Hawkeye killed Natasha, so Yolanda can be in the Hawkeye TV show and a movie. Thank fucking Christ, it is over. That just leaves again. I have a problem with that. How does she know that Hawkeye was there? Uh, it was it was in the papes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when the teams were formed, uh, that was just public knowledge. I don't know. Let's don't know. fucking rank them and rate them. Rami, you're our guest. Score of one to ten. First, we'll go around do the scores and then we'll do the rankings. All right, cool. Uh, I gave this movie. I wanted to make sure that I uh, rated it above Avengers 2. Uh, I gave it a five and a half. Um, it, it, my score actually lowered um, as this review went on. So you guys did, did me justice. I, I reduced it by a full one point and a quarter. I had it at a 6.75. And just by us discussing it and me reliving it, I reduced it to a five and a half. So it's 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 barely it's barely a passing grade. Um, not good. A lot of the points you guys brought up were very valid. Um, I I thought that she killed Drakov's daughter. Not when she was a member of Shield. The fact that I didn't understand that during the movie was very bad for me. I completely misread that whole scene, which means they did a horrible job of explaining that. Um, the fact that a lot of us didn't realize that they were shield cars in the air in the beginning of the scene when they were shooting at the plane. Uh, we had to watch it a second time to realize there was a shield logo. Laziness. Worst villain in Marvel history was witnessed on this podcast. That guy is a, cafe- is, a, is a square pizza, country fried steak, cafeteria eaten cough bottle drinking hey hey laundry, hey don't offend the square pizza people loser that rami you're insulting sucks. so many of our listeners Sorry. right now it's unbelievable can't take it he's he was the worst the worst villain um in marvel cinematic history and no matter how much you hate taskmaster and you thought that they did it injustice to that character this guy was worse five and a half Dwayne. I'm right there with Rami. I'm going with the five. And maybe mostly because I like the action in Yelana. She saves the movie. She yeah. really does. Her character is very intriguing to me. She like I said, the second time watching it, I actually liked her even more. Okay. Skay, you famously go last. So I will go next. <clears throat> I'm pigeonholed in my rankings here because I don't think this movie is as bad as others, but the score I'm going to give it, I feel like it's too high. I'm giving it a four and a half, and I don't like it. I think it. I think it's a two. I want to give it a two, but that would put it as my lowest movie, and it's not the lowest movie. It's not worse than Incredible Hulk. Um, so... I'm pigeonholed into having to give it a four and a half. <laughs> and I don't feel great about it because I think it's worse than a four and a half. This movie fucking sucks. 
There's nothing good about this movie. This movie has no stakes. This movie means nothing to any timeline whatsoever. You pluck this movie out of the timeline and nothing changes. It's dog shit. Two of the worst villains of all time, Taskmaster and Dracoff. It's just, there's nothing. I find nothing good came out of this movie except for Yolanda. I thought she was great. And Red Guardian was funny because he's fat trying to be not fat. Otherwise known as Bernie. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I have mirrors to look at that every day. I don't need to watch a movie three times to see it. Uh, four and a half. And it's worse than a four and a half, but I'm pigeonholed. Uh, so right. stay, I, I understand ahead. what you're saying. That makes sense. Um, I, I mean, I agree with so many of your guys' points. This, I mean, the big bad was, he was the worst. He was a terrible villain. Um, Taskmaster, Master, I didn't have as much of a problem with. <sighs> you guys are going to not like this. I'm going to give this movie a seven. Fuck off. <laughs> that's, that's way too high. Holy crap. I had a good time watching this movie. We went to the movie theater. It's the first time we've been to the movie theater in like eight years probably. You like this, you like this movie more than um, Ant-Man? What the? You like... I, it, I... Ant Man is so much better. I had fun. It could this movie could have been way better. I agree. There was a lot of shitty stuff with this movie, but I enjoyed watching this. I enjoyed watching this more than Thor want. Oh. That's where I'm putting this movie. Oh it's a seven. It's a seven. What? That's, fun. that's his opinion. Why are you so mad? We at went him? to the you theater. Can have your own opinion. We watched it in three D, like the real D thing. We got some popcorn, some chocolate covered raisins, a soda. It was a good time. I enjoyed this. Yeah, movie theaters are great. Everyone should go to, back to the movies. <coughs> Dwayne. Uh, <laughs> nope. All right. I want to ask a question, though, before, because I know this is going to be a little tricky uh, before we start ranking them. And in keep order. in mind, we're also two and a half hours in. So yeah, I know. Real uh, quick. You guys have up. not released the Spider Man Homecoming episode, right? Or is that one yes, lost? We did. It's out. It is. Yeah. Why? When did you release Isn't it? it? That's, that's not on my list of. It's not. Are you sure you've released it? Did we miss it? I don't think you have. Because um, you guys are. You just released Black Panther. Released <laughs> Man. I think somewhere in this mix, you forgot to release the Spider-Man episode. No, that was one of the lost ones because Aaron was on that one, right? No, Aaron well, was... no, Winter Soldier was lost in both Guardians. <laughs> and, and I don't think y'all have released the Spider-Man episode. The reason I say that is because I have Spider-Man Homecoming in my rankings, but I have never listened to that podcast. Wow. wow. So God that that it, might boy. be one of the mystery lost episodes. You didn't damn it, me. You keep telling me what to release. I release whatever you tell me to. Yeah. So officially on the Three Beers app, there's no Spider-Man Homecoming episodes been released. So uh, I just I was gonna say, when are you gonna release that? Because I need to take that off my list. <laughs> yeah. No, it's on my list. You're, it's it when should be it there. Happen? So Spider-Man should have been around the time you guys released. Is between Civil War and Black Panther. That's right around the time. So we were Spider-Man. supposed to do it this week. Yeah. So I was going to say, if you guys still have the Spider-Man Homecoming episode. Yeah, I have it. 
okay, you just haven't released it. I'm going to take that off of my list. Why? Just, we've been saying we've been using it. Oh, you but know, you've been using it. You're right. It was on the Black Panther episode. You're right. Yeah. And again, you guys uh, can delete all this if you want to, but I don't think you ever released the the home. Why are you blaming me? I ask you every week. What am I releasing this week? You I don't fucking me. know. Like, why don't you have these in order from when you downloaded them? <laughs> You're yeah, editing so that one. Goddamn that one it. should have been between um, Civil War and Black Panther. I think Homecoming goes right there. All right. Well, yeah, Homecoming is definitely after the Civil War. <laughs> yeah. That this is a perfect it. segue into our next week's episode of Spider-Man Homecoming <laughs> on three beers and an MCU. Name yeah. pending on the Cross the Streams put, media we're network. We're going to put this one out this week Yes, because of the newness of Black Damn Hill. right. Then, yeah. I guess it I doesn't it. really matter. Oh, they both kind of happen at the same time, right? They're both yeah. immediately after Civil War, so it doesn't so, matter. So you guys are okay if I put in Homecoming, my Homecoming yeah. score? Yeah, sure. Okay. It does, yeah, it's no have big deal. Homecoming it's no mind. big deal. They happen at the same time. We just All released right. Black Panther too early. Okay. Whoops. All right, so then we'll start. Okay, so we'll start right here, and we're going to... Well, sure no, we didn't, say. because Black Panther happens before and after Civil War, right? Yes, Homecoming was in 2017. Black Panther was in 2018. But, I mean, the events of Black Panther God. take place right after Civil War II. So right. many Nexus yeah. events happening yeah. right now. The I, I guarantee you, this is all a jumbled mess. Who cares? These are all around literally yeah, the same no, exact time. I'm just saying that's an <laughs> so, extra episode. Wayne, that you edit all this out. No one <laughs> yeah. will ever fucking know. It's yeah. all the same. Like, I'm leaving it all in. This wrong. is the best part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no this is better than the movie. Yeah. Uh, so I'll I'll include my homecoming score. So go ahead, Bernie. You're gonna ask me. Go ahead and rank the movies, and it'll be quick. Why you have, oh, what? I'm not editing this out. Just go. Oh, okay, part, fine. My top you to fucked it all up. So top to bottom. Well, I wanted to make sure that I did the right thing. So okay, top to bottom. Uh, number one, Winter Soldier. Two, Avengers. Three, Guardians of the Galaxy. One, four, Civil War. Five, Iron Man. Six, Spider Man: Homecoming. Seven Captain America, one eight Guardians, two nine Black Panther, ten Thor, eleven Ant Man, twelve Captain Marvel, thirteen Iron Man, three fourteen Black Widow, fifteen Avengers, two sixteen Hulk, seventeen Iron Man, two and eighteen Thor, two. Wait, you're you're like two off. What's going on? Well, remember, the two that we're not going to be talking about... I told you, we're putting them all in. I don't give a shit. No, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> no, no, Dude, no. I'm, I'm not going to I'm, I'm telling you my, my list right now. I'm not going <laughs> to add Doctor Strange and uh, whatever other Number one you three. have on there because you guys haven't released those episodes. Yeah, Dwayne, we're not doing that yet. So that's why I'm too off. I'm, I'm not, not, not remembering. You don't, what do you mean? I don't you even don't have numbers. numbers. No. I don't no. even have numbers. I just have the list. I Guys, no Dwayne, if it makes you confused because you have to go number two, Iron Man two, number three, Captain America. No, that's 4, not even the right. Number... You're not even doing it right anyway. You don't even have to do that. Just take out those two movies. You're not don't even doing talk it right about anyway. them. I know, but then I got to renumber everything. I told you, I write the shit down now. I don't. Re I don't have numbers. I have. Well, that's you. Have numbers. You give me shit because I fuck it up every time, so I write it down. Numbers here. I'm also right, like right. five beers in, so. All right, <laughs> let me see if I can figure this out because I have those two movies in my list. So, what movies are we taking out? Hold on. Why are you Thor? doing that? I get it. 
Thor, Ragnarok, Ragnarok and, Doctor, and Strange. Doctor Strange because I think it's important because Ragnarok is 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 a big movie and I don't want to ruin any of that. So I, I would suggest you don't put those in. If if that's my opinion. No, I agree. If nobody's listening this far, anyways. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I have plenty of people who listen this far. I'm just saying that's my opinion. It's y'all show. I would not reveal All those right, I will go next. if I were you. I'll see if I can do this without screwing it up. All right. Captain America 2, 1. Spider-Man 1, 2. Avengers 3. Avengers 1, 3. Guardians 1, 4. Iron Man 1, 5. Black Panther 6. Ant-Man 1, 7. Captain Marvel 8. Captain America 1, 9. Guardians 2, 10. Captain America 3, 11. Avengers 2, 12. Thor 1, 13. Iron Man 2, 14. Black Widow 15, Thor 2, 16, Iron Man 3, 17, Incredible Hulk 18. See? That wasn't hard to wait. I don't have numbers or anything. I just skipped the two. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to say numbers. I know, but every time I skip, I fuck up the numbers. You don't have to read the numbers. You can just you read the titles of the movie. Man. Just read the titles of the movie. I don't even have the titles of the movie written down. Anymore. Oh man, I I have it written down how we do it. It's so funny because you had two and a half hours to figure this out, dude. It's up to you. No, I told you at the beginning I wasn't fucking with it. Okay. All right. Are we you. gonna break protocol and have Skay go? No, I got it. No, Skay right. has to go last. Fuck you all. You're gonna do it. I believe, dude. I believe in you. I believe in you, Dwayne. You got this. Oh shit! I took out the wrong door. Now I'm fucked. Yeah. I gave you the vote of confidence. All right. Thor 3. God damn. It's Thor 3. I know. I took out the wrong one. I'm just saying it. Because uh, we do it so weird, motherfuckers. Who the hell was yeah. on our Spider Man episode? It was me. Aaron. I think Aaron no, was, it was on Rami? No, it was Rami. No, it was Aaron. I was, I was on Homecoming. I think it was both of them. Yeah. I was definitely on homecoming, hundred percent. Then it was, both, it was both. Yeah, you're right. All right, Avengers one, one, Spider-Man one, two, Captain America three, three. <laughs> <laughs> you made it three in, and you're struggling. <laughs> Iron Man one, four. Captain America 2, 5. Yeah. <laughs> Guardians 1, uh, six. 6. Captain America 1, 7. Mm -hmm. Black Panther, uh, 8. eight. Mm -hmm. Shh. I'm concentrating. We can, we're helping you. The crowd's behind you, Dwayne. Come on, we got Guardians this. 2, 9. <sighs> Captain Marvel, 10. Damn. Thor, 11. Iron Man 2, 12. Iron Man 3, 13. Ant-Man 1, 14. Avengers 2, 16. Uh, 15. 15. 15. Thor 2, 16. Mm -hmm. Black Widow 17. Hulk 1, 18. Good job. You have Ant-Man really low. Congratulations. What was the thought? Good job, Dwayne. It's hard when all your movies are seven and a half straight up. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I know. You fucked up. 
Can we can we start over again? And I'll, I'll... <laughs> no, you did great. That was. Actually I really think good. that's a great idea. <laughs> Go ahead, Jay. Mercifully, fucking put us out of our misery here. I got you guys here. Um, Avengers one one, Guardians of the Galaxy one two, Iron Man two three, Captain America three four. Iron Man 1 5, Spider Man 1 6, Black Panther 1 7, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 8, Avengers 2 9, Captain America 2 10, Iron Man 3 11, Thor 2 12, Captain Marvel 1 13, Captain America 1 14, Black Widow 15, Thor 1 16, Hulk 1 17, Fuck Ant Man 18. <laughs> So Black Widow is a seven for you. Yeah. And it's like fifteen? Yeah. 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 I've been pretty been, generous, man. Yeah. His Skay. scores have been not loving the, worst. the MCU. Right? I have yeah. just been yeah. I, I've been enjoying it. Even this one, like uh, you guys my score went down a little bit listening to this podcast. Um, <laughs> a lot of negativity here. I had a good time watching this. Like I said, we went to the theater for the first time in forever. Popcorn, is, drink, Does that affect it, it though? Because it, yes. it was the experience? Uh, yeah, I not think so. Not so much the movie? We got those 3D glasses. To me, the 3D thing, like I would have rather watched it in 2D, honestly. I didn't even it was know like it was distracting. in 3D. There was a yeah. 3D showing? There were not like many good parts of 3D. The sniper rifle, when... Uh, the uh, the mother pulls out the sniper rifle for, for the first time. It comes like right in your face, bang, right there. But when, uh, the... Natasha falls off the building and hits like five different things. It's like right in your face. <laughs> it, yeah, it's. I mean, it was fun though. I had a good time. It was I mean, not. It... I I enjoyed it way more than Ant Man. Honestly, I would rather see this than Ant Man. Like yeah. two and a half times. What what if Ant Man was your first movie back to the theater? Huh. <laughs> maybe. He maybe. Might have been would've... a little better. Yeah. Yeah, Ant Man and Ant Man and Hulk are the only two movies that I can remember from all the all's reviews where you, you really did not like those films. The other ones you've you've enjoyed overall. Um you've found yeah. good qualities and and yeah. 16 out of the 18 films you've watched. Those two you hated. I've watched this movie three times. Ugh. And I hope to Christ I never have to watch it ever again. <laughs> it's awful. I don't know why uh, you just didn't give it your a two and just say good day. I, can't, I don't know I why you can't. If rankings. it really deserves a two, give it a two. Because... It's not worse than Incredible Hulk, and it's not worse than Thor 2, and it's not worse than Iron Man 3. No, it's not. So I have to score accordingly because I have integrity. Speaking of integrity, there's one person who has... Uh, I don't know how to segue this. He, <laughs> he is integral to our closing of every episode. So that was our review on Black Widow. I almost said Panther. Black Widow. <laughs> Um, a three beers and a mic and three beers and an MCU name still pending super special crossover event. Yay! <laughs> Yay. 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 Yay! I hope everyone just like the comics. Just like in comics, I hope everyone enjoyed 
um, the in-depth talk at, of uh, Black Widow. Skay, your turn to do the top three. <laughs> top three? Just, I'm just kidding. Oh, no. <laughs> oh my god. No. Yeah. Uh, wow. Huh. Close it out for fuck's sake. I, you did the closing. That was the closing. I don't have to do shit. You did all the work. You said this was our view of need, Black Widow. I need the I need the little piece so I can get the music playing. Oh my god! You should have had the music playing already. Hasn't the music <laughs> been playing? Where the hell were you? You missed your cue. Bernard did the Here, I'll do outro. It. I'll do it. I'll you do did it, it already. No, I'll be I'll be skay. I hope the pheromones of this movie prevent you from killing yourself. This is our review of Black Widow. <laughs> Across the Street Media Podcast. has been a Cross the Streams media podcast.